Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan. I'm Jordan. And today we are talking about The Last of Us 2. The, yeah, the biggest game we've reviewed, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it lit- literally might be. And probably most anticipated. Definitely for us, I feel like. Like, I've been looking forward to this since the game came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm thinking it looks like it could be a bigger episode, so we'll get into stuff pretty fast. I do have one thing I want to do off top, and then uh, we'll jump in. So we wanted to say thank you to Jacob for becoming a supporter on Patreon. That's super cool. We super appreciate uh, you supporting the podcast in that way. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Jacob. That's that's awesome. Yeah. If you don't know about our Patreon, um, you can find out about it at patreon.com slash played. The biggest gist of it, I guess I would say, is for as little a dollar as a dollar per month, it'll give you access, it'll make you a patron of ours, and we've got topical episodes that we use where we talk about video games as kind of a, I don't know, thank you or whatever to our supporters. So uh, we talked about our favorite comedy TV shows recently, we've talked about like our favorite Life is Strange episodes, favorite video game franchises, all that sort of stuff. So if that sounds like something you'd like... Uh, yeah, go check our Patreon out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sweet. Well, yep, again, thanks again, Jacob. And uh, yeah, I guess with that, we'll jump into Last of Us 2. Sweet. So, it's five years after their dangerous journey across the post-pandemic United States, Ellie and Joel have settled down in Jackson, Wyoming. Living amongst a thriving community of survivors has allowed them peace and stability despite the constant threat of the infected and other more desperate survivors. When a violent event disrupts that peace, Ellie embarks on a relentless journey to carry out justice and find closure. As she hunts those responsible one by one, she is confronted with the devastating physical and emotional repercussions of her actions. Awesome. And then, um, just quick background on the game. It was developed by Naughty Dog, who uh, we're very familiar with. They did the first Last of Us. They've done the Uncharted series. Um, Their games have shown up quite a lot on the podcast. I assume we'll continue to show up on the podcast a lot as they make more games. Um, they're awesome. Yep. They're good. Go check those episodes out. And before we actually get into our recap, since this is a pretty new game, uh, we figured we should do kind of a non-spoiler review real quick. Um, and then there'll be a point where it's, you know, spoilers from there on out, our full recap, all that stuff. But uh, we did want to give you, I guess, like our minor thoughts i guess on the game in case you're on the fence about buying it or not yeah so what do you got what's what's kind of some of your non-spoiler thoughts yeah so i think it's really hard i'm gonna try really 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 hard not to say anything spoilery but i think the story is really really good and uh like the the writing the storytelling um i think is really really well done and so, yeah, I guess the way the game and the plot unfolds, I think, is really engaging. And I didn't see a lot of it coming. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was just a really well-told story. Potentially even more than the first one. Um, like, I'm not, I'm not saying I think that the story's better than the first one, but I think maybe the way they describe it or the way it kind of unfolds, it might be better in my opinion. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, yeah, do you want to go back and forth on these or just... Uh, you can just go through and then I can do mine. Oh, That's cool. fine. Yeah, um, 
one one point two the note. It's really emotional. Uh, there's <laughs> a lot of feels you might get throughout it. Mm-hmm. So just that's that's something to keep in mind too. If you don't like to feel things, I might skip this game. And one thing too that's cool is I think to me playing this the game felt much bigger than the first Last of Us. Like the areas you could explore seemed bigger, and there was kind of more options as to what to do. It's definitely not open world, but each like setting or area felt bigger and it seems like there's more things to like explore and more items to find and things to craft i guess so to me it felt just larger like a larger game yeah i agree i felt like uh i was really surprised just being able to explore so much it felt it felt different for sure for sure Mm -hmm. i guess my non-spoiler thoughts uh one is I thought that this game was kind of what you'd expect in a Last of Us game. Like, it was pretty heavy. It was pretty violent. I was really engaged with it. Like, that's how the first game was for me, and it was that way again here. I thought about this game, like, all the time when I wasn't playing it. I had, like, several dreams about it during, like, the week or two I was playing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I'd go to sleep, and I'd be like, oh, here's how I would, like, approach this house to get in stealthily or whatever. Like, that's just how I thought. Um, so it was like really, really engaged in my like life or whatever, like really in my mind. So, and I've only had, uh, the first game and this game are the only games I've ever had that happen with me where it was like, so in there in me, but so, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I feel like they're just so, they're not, I mean, I'm not going to say realistic because obviously this isn't happening in the world and probably never will, but it's, yeah, the way it, the story is told and the characters interact, it's like, this is a real thing that could happen. So it almost, yeah, it's immersive. It feels very like you're there. Yeah, totally. You're so attached, yeah. So that that's it's interesting. Yeah, and then uh, my last thing, I I I think this quite a lot is that you should play the game for yourself. I think that this game has a lot of things that are like really experiential, and that like if you read a summary online or even listen to us talk about it, or maybe even watched a playthrough, like. I don't know if those would do it justice. A playthrough has maybe uh, a much higher chance because you're experiencing most of it. But I, I do really feel like there's something to, like, being the person doing it that went really far in this game that's pretty unique. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I, I would say if you have any... Yeah, if you're, like, on the fence about wanting to play this game, I'd maybe stop once we get to the spoiler section and don't come back until you finish it because, like... Yeah, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there's, uh, yeah, some of the major plot lines, yeah, just reading about it or hearing us talk or watching, like you said, it it just won't feel the same. It won't hit. It'll hit different if you're actually the one playing it. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think to get the most out of it, you have to play it. Yeah, and, and I think that with that in mind, we won't, like, say what they were, but, like, I know leaks came out before the game came out, and so I think some of the big plot points were in there. And so people read them, and they were like, this is stupid. Um, and, I, you know, I didn't read them ahead of time, but I sought to avoid spoilers, too. Yeah. And I think experiencing them was really good, but maybe if I read it, I would have been like, I don't know about that. So, yeah, I would say very experiential. And if you're like, 60 bucks isn't how much I want to pay for this experience, I'd just wait until it's whatever number you do feel comfortable with. And, like, th- this game is worth saving until you want to p- spend the money and time to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's totally reasonable. I think it's worth playing, but obviously, yeah, 60 bucks is kind of a lot of money. 
yeah, if you if you're someone on the fence, for me it wasn't. Like I would pay sixty dollars for this game again. Like, I, I this is like a full stop. I'm glad I paid for it, and you know, totally great with it. But if you were on the fence and you did feel that way, you know, that would be fine. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Cool. Uh, yeah. So those are our non-spoiler thoughts. We did get some non-spoiler thoughts from listeners, so we'll do those real quick, and then uh, we'll start digging in for real. Um, so first up. We've got uh, Nikki on Twitter who says, Great story, absolutely beautiful landscape and scenery, and the gameplay is so fun. Love it. A little critique, the gameplay is a little too much fun for a game that's supposed to make you feel bad about killing people. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're supposed to feel bad, but it is pretty satisfying to kill people, too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel that bad most of the time, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, most of the time I didn't either. Yeah, I definitely went through and killed a lot of people as much as I could. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to continue on Twitter? Said, the game features two things in abundance, cutscenes and violence. Still deciding deciding if I reveled too much in either. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good cutscenes, and the graphics are crazy good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel on Twitter said, change one major aspect and one minor aspect. Everything else was better the second time around playing it. Uh, people say it's not fun and the most emotional game they've been through, both of which I disagree with. Still think the first one is better, an 8.25 out of 10 is what he'd rate it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harley on Twitter said, well, it's a need to avoid failure. It's the worst sequel ever for me, but maybe it would have had uh, potential as a spinoff game. So it sounds like, yeah, as a sequel, she's not into it. Yeah, Harley didn't like it. Uh, Then uh, Prince on Twitter says, Amazing, the combat, while clunky due to it not sharing the unspoken control scheme, is satisfying and responsive once you get the hang of it. I agree with that. It didn't feel too clunky to me, but it definitely felt... There's a learning curve, I think. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, Jacob on Twitter says, Breathtaking. Uh, then David said the game took forever to end, so <laughs> felt too long, I guess. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, Let's Play Baseball on Twitter said it was good, really good. Uh, it was dark and didn't go the way I was expecting it to. That's also fair. Yeah, and then uh, Adam on Twitter says, It wasn't exactly what I thought a sequel to The Last of Us would be. But I enjoyed it all the same. It's easily the best looking game I've ever played. The acting throughout was phenomenal. It's definitely my game of the year so far this year. Um, so, yeah, that's what people have. I would say largely pretty positive. Um, some people ranking really high, others enjoying, and then some people didn't really like it. So a little bit of a variety of how people felt about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from here, we will move into our full recap. So full spoilers from here on out. Um if you haven't played exit here for sure <laughs> um but uh yeah we'll jump into our recap and before we do the recap we had one question that we thought was worth addressing uh before getting into it which is which weapon was our favorite um i can go first this, man this is kind of a difficult question i i think the weapon i used the most was the just the regular pistol so that would have been like I, I don't know, like, Ellie has, like, a snub nose, and Abby ends up getting, like, a hunting pistol, so I think the one that's not those two, the normal one, uh, ended up being my favorite, and I don't know why, I just think I like, because it was, like, 
you could put the silencer on it, which was really sweet. And then it ended mm. up, I was really stealthy most of the time, so it was really perfect for me because it was one shot head kill, which was really right. cool. So I think the regular pistol with the with the silencer on it was my favorite. Nice. Mm-hmm. I also like you went the stealth route. My favorite was uh, the crossbow for Abby or the bow for Ellie. Um, mm-hmm. I really really like those and being able to craft your own arrows and bolts and stuff like. Yeah. Uh, I was, the way I played this game was way more stealthy than the last time. Last time I did a little more run and gun stuff. Here, it was, like, stealth the whole way. Yeah, that's, that's what I ended up doing, too. Um, I think until the end, once I got in the end, I was really looking forward to seeing what happened, so I think I went a little bit, tried to play a little bit quicker so I could see (laughs) see how the game was, so I think I did less stealth and more tried to run and gun, which didn't usually work, but... Yeah, it, it can get a little crazy, for sure, with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, there are a lot of fun weapons, though, for sure. Like, boiling it down to those two, I really liked other ones. Like, I use, I like the pistol with the silencer, like you. I like the sniper rifle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of fun weapons, but I definitely was, yeah, stealth. Oh, and the, my yeah, sorry, it's towards the end, too, um, Ellie gets, like, a, that silenced SMG gun that's like an automatic weapon. That, that shit was really good. Yeah, that ended up being my favorite, but you only had it for a little bit, so it wasn't... It's hard to say it's my favorite, because I only used it for, you know, a, a tenth of the game. Yeah, well, yeah, only a little bit. Yeah, that gun was yeah. sick. That was yeah, pretty dope. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, listener feedback. We've got Connor on Twitter, who said, Abby's hunting pistol was pretty slick. Being able to make bullets for it was awesome, too. Um, mm-hmm. Totally agree. Oh, yeah. Chris on Twitter says the crossbow, so... I, I think I agree. I also really like the crossbow and the, the bow. I think those are maybe my... Those are top three for me, too. Yeah. Uh, Adam on Twitter said, Bow for sure. Saved up enough materials to fully upgrade it as soon as I got it. Also, you can craft arrows now, which is awesome, too. I, I liked... Uh, yeah, once it was fully upgraded, too, because you could get a... Was it a scope for the crossbow or for the bone arrow? I forget. The bone arrow gave you, like, a range finder like it kind of told you how far the person was from you so i think that was i don't know if it was a scope i never actually got that i just saw the upgrade so i didn't really upgrade the crossbow either i liked it kind of how it was i think maybe maybe the crossbow gets a a scope but one of them i think it's the crossbow that was really helpful because then you could just really get people (laughs) sorry i got muted for a second that was really weird yeah, you're good. My bad. Uh, Can you just repeat what you said? Sorry. Yeah, the scope was sweet, just because you could, like, see people and just get them. Yeah, that was really useful. Um, Nikki on Twitter said, Abby's arms. <laughs> okay, but on, on a more serious note, Abby's crossbow and hunting pistol. Also, Ellie's knife. Yeah, dude, the knife was super clutch. Yeah, not having to make shivs was uh, a huge upgrade. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was really nice. Um, yeah, because in the first game, Joel, you had to make those little <laughs> prison shanks, basically. Right. And they'd go out after, like, one or two stabs. So yeah. He yeah. just had to make them all the time. Um, yeah, it was pretty annoying. Yeah. Kieran on Twitter said, Might sound boring, but Ellie's knife, the stealth skills were awesome, and it was so much easier fighting clickers without having to worry about crafting enough materials for shifts. Oh, well... What we said, Kieran was yep. on point, exactly. <laughs> totally agree. Yep, yep 100%. Um, Prince on Twitter says, Oh yeah, also the sniper because it kills shamblers in three fucking rounds when fully upgraded. 
That's pretty good. Yeah. Those Shamblers sucked. Yeah, they really did. Druna on Twitter said, the frickin' flamethrower. <laughs> also, Ellie's Forever Shiv was really nice, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, casual Opinions on Twitter says, definitely felt safest with the shotgun, but the hunting pistol was clutch, too. I feel like the hunting pistol was just like a pistol version of a shotgun, anyway, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, it was really nice. You could, yeah, that you could craft your own bullets, and it was really powerful. Like, you'd just wreck people with it. Yeah, one hit, basically, in the head. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Larry on Twitter said, Abby's crossbow. And then, finally, Bruce on Twitter said, Abby's cross- crossbow or hunting pistol, it's a hard choice. So, a lot of crossbows and hunting pistols and knives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, weapons get in the shout-out, but... Yeah, good variety of weapons. I enjoyed them. I even liked that they had different weapons from Ellie and Abby as you played with them, which I thought was cool. Like, it wasn't just the same, like, standard set of weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Cool. Okay, so now we'll get into our full-blown recap. So, game begins in Jackson. Uh, Joel is recapping what happened in the first game to Tommy, basically. He's like, you know, we, we got to the hospital, but they said she'd die, and... So, I went in there and I didn't let them. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, I remember that. I did that. Yeah, he <laughs> murdered 50 to 100 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just killed all the fireflies, basically. Um, and we also know that Ellie doesn't know what Joel did. Um, we knew that from the end of the last game when Ellie asked Joel as they're walking to Jackson, did you tell me the truth about everything? And Joel's like, yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Tommy says... That's heavy, man, but, you know, I'll keep your secret, like, you know, or tell, or talk about it if you want, either way, like, I got you, bro, kind of thing. Yeah, Tommy's a good brother, for sure. Yeah. Then, from there, Joel goes over to Ellie's house, and it's a little awkward. Um, Like, you can tell that they're not, um, maybe as close, or they're like, or they're figuring it out, maybe. Because Joel's a little awkward. He's like, so, uh, what's up? I was on a run kind of thing. And Ellie's kind of like, I got to go to bed soon. You know, like that kind of thing. So Yeah, like get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So it's I think it's a little bit of like she wants more independence. And he's probably like, wait, I'm supposed to take care of you still. You know, like so. It's a little weird. But uh, Joel ends up playing guitar for Ellie. And then gives it to her and says, I'm going to teach you to play. I said I would before. Like, I'll do that. And Ellie is like. Ellie warms up to that and is pretty positive him to do it after that, after their kind of initial awkward start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels very much like a dad who hasn't talked to their kid in, like, four years, but now is, like, back in the picture and they're trying to make it work. That's kind of what it seemed and felt like, um, you know. But it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it wasn't. You could see that, like, they both sort of... We're starting to figure it out by the end of their conversation, but at the beginning it seemed a little more distant. So then we get a flash forward to four years later. Jesse comes and picks Ellie up from her house. Uh, they're talking, and we find out that Ellie and Dina kissed last night at this big dance, and uh, Dina is Jesse's ex. So, <laughs> like recently, just yeah, like two he, weeks ago or something. Yeah, pretty recent ex, and so Jesse's sort of like teasing her about it he's like man i you know i thought you might swoop in but that soon kind of thing like (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of thing so you know they're kind of palling 
around. It's funny. Um, and then they go and see Maria because Maria wants Jesse to relieve Joel and Tommy because Joel and Tommy were out doing a perimeter check and uh, they've been gone a minute. So Jesse's supposed to take over for them. And then Dina and Ellie are going to take, take the route that Jesse was going to do. Mm-hmm. So do you think Maria's in charge, kind of? Yeah, I think she's still in charge. Because um, she was in charge last game, so I think she's still the boss. Is this the same... Um, well, this seems like a different... It's like a different town. Because in the first game, they were like that dam. At the, yeah, you're right. They were at the dam. Yeah, it must be a different town then. Um, maybe it's a nearby town, and they just like relocated maybe yeah that's a good question because you're right it was the power plant before but i think it was still in the same area for some reason i feel like they were in jackson then too i can't remember that's a good thing to check yeah um but yeah so she's kind of uh their leader it seems like too based on this they're pretty efficient like they have roots to you know make sure the land around the city is good and all that so they they seem uh pretty good Yeah, it seems like a very safe, well-oiled machine. Like, they get shit done, and it seems like a normal, almost, you know, if there wasn't um, horses and and shit, it seems like it could be a normal town, you know? Like, you wouldn't be able to tell there's a pandemic or, you know, a post-apocalyptic world around you. Yeah, totally. Um, On their way out, uh, Ellie and Dina have a snowball fight with some kids. That's kind of fun. Um, (laughs) Getting to know Dina more uh, from here. Uh, Ellie and Dina go onto their patrol, and they make their first stop. Um, and you get to get more of a vibe of what their protocol is like. So they have like a, a logbook, and the people who did the check will say, will write like, you know, checking in, you know, cleared three infected, or all clear here, or whatever. And you see that it looks like the spot they went to gets, t- you know, visited every few weeks, kind of thing. So it seems like they're pretty thorough about keeping, you know some wide area of land good free of uh walkers so that or roamers or whatever <laughs> yeah i'll probably say walkers on accident a lot but yeah zombies uh away from uh their their border so that that's pretty cool um just kind of getting a vibe of how things work there uh on the way to their second stop um because i think they maybe have like i don't know four or five checkpoints they're supposed to hit up before they come home kind of thing mm-hmm. um on the way to the second stop though there's this huge uh snowstorm that happens and uh they go to like another location and just stop inside they're trapped inside of uh, a different checkpoint and it's one uh that a guy who used to name eugene who used to be part of their group who uh has died since he uh I think he had a heart attack or something, but... I think he was some older guy. Yeah, older guy, um, who used to do this route, but he died, but this was his, like, old spot, like, a spot he really liked, uh, and so they start kind of roaming around looking for it, they find a generator, (laughs) they find that he made a bunch of weed in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, gigantic production down there. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, (laughs) he liked to do the checkpoints here because he could, uh, grow weed and smoke weed and stuff, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of funny um but yeah and so ellie and dina are kind of like oh we're like snowed in i um maybe we should talk about last night and ellie's like awkward and doesn't know what to do um <laughs> a little bit and dina's like pretty confident and 
that kind of stuff. Uh, and so they end up smoking weed and they hook up. Um, <laughs> uh, they're like, well, we're snowed in, so we got to do something kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's nice. Like, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. From here, we cut away to a new character that we haven't met yet. And you play as a character named Abby. Um, and she's walking around in uh, the snow in the woods. And she's being led by another guy named Owen who wants to show her something. Uh, they're walking. Uh, as they're walking through the snow, you find out a couple backstory things. You find out that they used to date but have since broken up. And now Owen's dating uh, a girl named Mel. And you also find out that Mel's pregnant. Um, so a little backstory on their lives. And then he gets to the clearing and he says, this is what I wanted to show you. And it's Jackson. Um, so you're seeing it kind of from far out. Uh, you see Jackson, they found it. And they talk about how they're looking for someone. And they say, well, maybe we could pull up one of their patrols and get them to tell us if this person's here. Or maybe we could just go in and find them. So, you know, some intrigues building for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, from yeah, it oh. seems like their business with whoever this person is is not not super friendly too so <laughs> yes yeah have that vibe for sure um, but at this point Owen heads back to the camp of theirs he's like you know I don't want to keep being out here uh, we, we should come up with a plan and do it but Abby's more like fuck it I want to see what I can find out and so Abby goes off to explore and as she's exploring, she stumbles into uh, an area with uh, a bunch of infected and uh, has to fight some of them off, but is running and nearly gets uh, caught by the infected. But Joel and Tommy show up and rescue her. Um, they they shoot their way out and Abby says, hey, I'm at me and my friends are at this building, uh, this mansion like over this way. Uh it has walls where you could hold up there. And they're like, okay, cool, let's go. Um, so they get on their horses and they run off to uh, the camp. And uh, Abby, and they all introduce themselves. So Joel and Tommy say, we're Joel and Tommy. Abby says she's Abby. Abby says her camp is safe and they'll head back there. We then jump back to Ellie. And her and Dina are uh, laying together talking about scars that they have and they're like hey what's that scar mean and uh ellie uh shows this acid burn on her forearm that she put on herself to cover up the bite mark from before and she's telling her the story and dina thinks she's fucking with her dina's like no one gets bit and doesn't turn like you're lying ellie's like no i'm not fucking with you Uh, (laughs) yeah it's like a weird thing to fuck with someone about right uh, then Jesse shows up, which is funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. He shows up and, uh, you, you know, runs down and he sees a bunch of weed and knows that they smoked weed and they're like putting their clothes on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? And they're, and it's it's one of those things that it's almost like, go away, dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, they're like, fuck off, get out of here. It, I thought it was funny, for sure. Me too. Uh, it was really funny. Jesse's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the three of them are good friends. Like, prior to anyone dating each other, like they all seem to be good friends. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm guessing there's not a ton of people their age anyway. So, you know, they've probably been each other's peer group for a long time. Yeah, since they all got to Jackson, I'm sure. Right. 
Um, but yeah, Jesse shows up and he says uh, that Joel and Tommy never showed up at the location. Uh, so Ellie and Dina are concerned at this point, And Ellie says we should split up uh, to be able to find them, to find them faster. Like, that's not good, but you haven't seen them yet kind of thing. So they decide to do that. We then um, head back to Abby, and Abby, Joel, and Tommy make it into Abby's camp. Uh, they introduce each other um, to Abby's group, and Abby then takes a shotgun and shoots Joel in the leg. Yeah, this, this sucked. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Tommy gets pistol whipped, he goes down, and then Abby asks Joel, do you think you know who I am? Uh, and Joel says... I don't care. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very Joel. Um, so then she hits him with a golf club. Joel's getting, like, wailed on a bit here. Yeah. Uh, and Tommy's been knocked out. Not a good scene. Uh, then we switch to being as Ellie. Ellie arrives at Abby's camp, and she can hear screaming in the distance. And she makes her way into the room. And she sees Abby beating Joel with a golf club. Uh, Ellie gets tackled and pinned down. And Owen says, Abby, you have to finish this now before more people show. Your time's up. Um, so then Abby uh, gets one like final swing through the golf club. And Joel's dead. Yeah, so shitty, man. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Um... Yeah, real bad. Uh, from here, and Ellie's just, you know, pinned on the ground, just, like, crying and screaming, seeing Joel get killed, which is rough. Uh, then one of the other people in Abby's group goes to kill Ellie, but Owen won't let them. Um, he's like, no, we came here for him. We're done. Like, we're not going to kill the rest of these people. Um, which seems like that's, like, a cool thing to do, but also kind of dumb if you're trying to, like, do something covertly. So it seems like they're not terrible people, uh, but they're also not good because they're killing someone. Right, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. You're like, okay, the dynamics of this group are a little different. Some of them would have killed, you know, anyone who showed up, but, like, Owen seemingly wouldn't. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see. So then they just knock Ellie out. Um... After this, Dina finds Ellie and Tommy uh, knocked out and, like, gets them. We then uh, head back to Jackson. And in Jackson, uh, Tommy stops by to Ellie's house to say, Hey, we, like, can't go after them foolishly. We need to be smart about this. Um, you know, we can't like, send all of our fighters out, because that would leave Jackson unprotected kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense. Like, I get it. Uh, but Ellie, of course, is pissed. She says, this is Joel, Tommy. What the fuck, man? Like, um, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are, are you just going to let them get away with this? And Tommy's like, uh, no. Like, no, they shouldn't kind of thing. Um, Ellie says that... Uh, that these people are WLF, which is the Washington Liberation Front. So it's a group that they've at least maybe heard of uh, in their area. And they say, I saw these patches on them. Like, we should go to Seattle to find out who these people are and see if it's really them kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so then Tommy says, all right, give me one day before you go off and do this. Let me see if I can convince Maria to, you know, let us get more people to do this kind of thing. And Ellie says, fine, I'll give you one day, but then I'm going. After this, Ellie goes and visits Joel's grave. Um, this is sad. He goes uh, then to she then goes to Joel's house and picks up Joel's gun and also his watch uh, from his house. You can also like look through his house and look at all his stuff, and it's like, dang man, I did that. It was really sad. <laughs> yeah, sucked. yeah, I agree. It was rough. Uh, then we find out that Tommy had left early. Uh, that he didn't give us that day. He used that time to run off himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah, to go do it. Um, and he tells Maria to stop Ellie from coming after him. So he leaves, like, a note. And is like, stop Ellie. Don't let her come after me. Like, this is something I got to do kind of thing. Like, I don't want other people to be at risk. Um, and Maria, talking with Ellie, is like, so I know it doesn't matter what I do. You're going to go anyway. Like, uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, which is right. Um, And so she's like, you know, I'm not going to hinder you from that. Like, I wish I could send more people, basically, but uh, I'll give you stuff. And if you could bring my dumbass husband back, I'd appreciate that, too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, Which is fair. So they let uh, Ellie take her horse along with some ammo. Um, And so Ellie and Dina set off. We then uh, pick up, and uh, this chapter is called Seattle Day One. So yeah, so yeah, I think generally what there's four days. Um, I think four days passed in the game technically. Yeah, because you can look in Ellie's journal to kind of see what had happened between leaving Jackson and right now. And so then you pick up when you get to Seattle, like, outside the WLF's area, or supposed area. So so they get there. Um, Ellie and Dina are outside of uh, Seattle, and Dina's speculating on who Abby's group is. Like, okay, who, who are these people? So she, like, brings up, like, do you think it's, like, the cannibals from uh, last year? Do you think it's uh, the bandits from Pittsburgh? Because... You, you can tell that Ellie has told the journey of The Last of Us 1 to Dina as they've been on this trip. And so then Dina is kind of just speculating, who are these people that um, would kill Joel, who would come down here to do this, who you guys have interacted with? And Ellie's kind of like, it could be a lot of people, you know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> be- before I ever met Joel, him and Tommy used to just rob and kill people. So, like, <laughs> um, like... You know, he's made a lot of enemies in his day, so I don't think it really matters who it is. Um, also, for reference, um, Abby's group is, of it's eight people. So you've got Abby, you've got Owen, um, you've got Mel, who's Owen's girlfriend. Then you've got Manny, Nora, Jordan, Leah, and Nick. Um, so there was a big group of them uh, when Joel was captured and killed. Mm-hmm. And Ellie saw all of them, uh, too, obviously, when she burst in. So she knows who all of these people are. Or knows what they look like. Um, So then uh, they arrive at Seattle and they see a WLF uh, message that says to stay out or be shot. So no one's allowed in kind of thing. Um, 
you get your way inside, you have to open a gate to get inside, uh, get through the walls. So you end up using gas to get a generator open to get inside. Uh, ultimately, once you're inside of Seattle, oh, I guess also, this looks a lot like, um, like Boston, where Ellie was from, or even like Pittsburgh. So it seems like a lot of the big cities basically look the same, where there's like a big checkpoint entrance and like things like that once things got rolling. Yeah, and uh, unlike uh, The Last of Us 1, so this was a quarantine zone, a QZ, as they, as they say, uh, but it's definitely abandoned now, and uh, you as you kind of go throughout this area, you can read notes and pick up stuff that you kind of get some, like, lore, quote-unquote, as to, like, what went down here, which is pretty interesting, in my opinion. Um, I think it really added a lot to, like, oh, shit, here's what happened to the people here, here's why, here's kind of who the WLF is as you... As you progress so it's pretty interesting yeah totally agree uh there's a lot of uh interesting things you get to see with that too you get to as jordan said explore downtown seattle there's a lot of shops you can look at um the one i thought was most interesting is inside the bank there's like notes that there was a botched bank robbery that happened <laughs> like day one of the outbreak so there were like some criminals who were like well we could rob the bank everyone's distracted with this like infected thing and <laughs> It goes really wrong, and the infected kill them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, which I, I thought was pretty good. It was, like, fun lore as you're going through uh-huh. stuff. Um, also, there's a music store. That was pretty cool, too, to go there. Um, and then your kind of last major thing that happens in this area is you find a note that says the WLF have a post that's in uh, this nearby hotel. And so we're like, okay, cool. We'll go there to see if we can find anything. Uh, we also see that the WLF are called the Wolves also, because you'll see spray paint uh, that says, like, something about the Wolves or, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. And you also find out, this is more of, like, a lore thing, but, like, FEDRA, so they were, like, the, I forget what that stands for. Essentially, it was, like, the, the government or the... M- maybe, like, Federal the, the, Relief Agency or something? Yeah, so it was, like, the military slash government after the infection shit went crazy. So they were in charge of, like, the quarantine zones and, I guess, in charge of society, kind of like the police. Um, and it looks like the WLF ended up fighting with them and driving them off. And yeah. people probably j- joined the, the Wolves from Fedra as well once they lost. Yeah, yep, that's, yeah, totally. Uh, so from here, you use uh, the gas you've fetched in this time to open up the Fedra gate to be able to get inside the actual, like, city more so, or inside the Fedra city inside seattle yeah uh from here they make their way to uh the hotel and at the hotel ellie and dina find nick um and another wf who are dead and uh presumably tortured by tommy Uh, super tortured (laughs) yeah super tortured uh they're like beat up on the chairs Ellie explains this uh, torture method that Joel told her about that him and Joel and Tommy used to do where it was like to find out if someone's telling the truth, uh, each asking them the same question and you have them like, you know, point at a spot in the map and you ask the other person if it's the same, they're not lying. If it's not true, then they're li- if they don't match up, they are lying. And so then you, uh, yeah, do that. But they're both dead, definitely been fucked up. And they're like, <laughs> okay, Tommy's probably not too far in front of us and uh, cool. One of those assholes is dead. Seven left. Yep. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so from here, they uh, continue on. 
and uh, their horse steps on a landmine and uh, gets killed. And it's sad. It, in uh, in that kind of aftermath, WLF roll up. Ellie gets captured, um, but Dina falls into rubble into like a like a sunken building below almost. So, uh, you know, a lot of the buildings around here are fucked up. Some of them are like, you know, have fallen or crumbled down or have giant holes in them or whatever. So Dina falls down and uh, ends up like escaping based on falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, the, the buildings here are super destroyed. It's almost like a maze of destroyed buildings that are like kind of collapsed into each other where you can get around to different buildings by going through other destroyed buildings. It's pretty crazy. I mean, and, you know, the, the longer you play the game, the more you see that. Yep. So it's it's kind of weird how, I don't know how those buildings got destroyed. Um, like, obviously Infected didn't destroy buildings necessarily, but it's, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like, it's that, like, nature did it, I guess, because what is yeah. it? Uh, was the first game, like, 20 or 25 years post-apocalypse? Like, most of the time? Uh, yeah... I feel like it's in that range. Yeah. And 15 so, to 20, maybe? I'm not sure. And then this is like another four plus on top of that. So Five I, years, I, yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's maybe 20 or 25 years since like the world, quote unquote, ended. So I wonder if just, yeah, shit just started falling. I don't know. Uh, it's it, kind of crazy. I mean, it looks it really wouldn't... cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Um... So, from here, Ellie uh, wakes up in a building with Nick. Um, or not Nick. Uh, Jordan. Jordan? It's Jordan, yeah. Yeah. With Jordan and another WF guy. Um, and they say that uh, Isaac, the WF leader, says to kill all trespassers. Um, but Jordan's like, no, we're not done yet. Like, we got to... Um, you know, I, I know her. We should find out what she knows. While uh, those two guys are arguing, Dina ambushes them. And Ellie uh, gets free. And then Ellie kills Jordan. Uh, like, stabs the shit out of him. Yeah, while, awesome. While he's uh, trying to hurt Dina, uh, which is pretty dope. Um, on it, we also see that Jordan has a note and uh, a Polaroid of his girlfriend Leah's boobs um, <laughs> uh, that says that she was at the TV station, and it's like, hey, I'm going to be at the TV station for a little bit. Hopefully this tides you over <laughs> or something. Um, uh, so that was kind of funny. Um, but it also gives us our next lead. Uh, they're like, okay, cool. Let's go find Leah. Um, so on the way to the TV station, they see... Uh, I guess what I would best call is, like, religious propaganda. So they see other spray paint that's, like, um, the mother guides us or, like, that kind of shit. Yeah, some weird, yeah, real weird um, culty religious shit. And then so you kind of get your, you start to kind of see there's a bigger battle going on between the WLF and then whatever this religious sect cult thing is um so yeah they they become way more important as the game progresses too right yeah so at this point you're like all right seattle's fucking weird you know like um (laughs) (laughs) what's going on um then you make it to the tv station and you find all of the wf wlf are killed and they're all strung up uh which is pretty crazy they're all like 
strung up with like rope um and then their like guts are cut out yep <laughs> uh and so Pretty you're like brutal. all right this is like yeah this is some fucked up shit like um so concerning we also see more uh religious propaganda they've got like a a triangle looking symbol that they use right um, yeah it's like a weird i don't know it's yeah it's kind of hard to describe yeah you should look up a picture but um <laughs> you you see more of it so you're like okay these culty people don't like the wlf but they're maybe more brutal than them like you're like all yeah, right seems like it <laughs> hopefully we don't see them kind of thing um you also find leah's dead body uh among these and it's like full of arrows and you see that she's got photos of all of her friends so you look um and you see all her polaroids and so you're like that's abby that's owen that's nora so it um it gives you the names of all the people you're looking for you now you have their faces again yeah which is great <laughs> Um, and so also by this count, three down, five to go. So again, I, I, I was feeling pretty optimistic. I'm like, all right, I hope I don't run into these, this cult, but, uh, I'm glad that, you know, I'm on my way. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're helping out with, uh, taking out some of these people too. Right. Uh, then, uh, the WLF show up at the TV station and you fight them slash run away into the train tunnels to evade them. Um, and when you get into the train tunnels, there are a lot of infected uh, people down there. There's spores um, in the walls, so you got to like put your gas mask on. And you also have to fight shamblers for the first time in uh, yeah, this game. Suck. They suck. They're really hard. Um, yeah. It was challenging and, and just kind of scary being in the dark. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Anytime you like go down in some basement or dark house or yeah tunnel, it sucks because you know there's infected down there. But I think one of the things that was cool about this is um um I think the WLF comes down there as well, so it's fun to like throw. So there you like throw like glass bottles and you basically you can use the infected to attack that WLF. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, cause chaos. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. It's like cool. I'm gonna let you guys do my work for <laughs> me. Like, you can kill them, uh, or like you know, the WLF spread out and you like sneak up behind one to shank them while like the infected are chasing the other ones or something. You're like, yeah, cool. This is fine with me. Yeah, um, it's like I'm just stirring the pot here. <laughs> yeah, I I really like that. That's super satisfying. Um. And while they're down there, during their... So you have to kind of make your way through the tunnels. It's scary. Um, But during the escape of the tunnel, Ellie's gas mask gets broken. Um, And Dina tries to take hers off to share it with Ellie. And Ellie says, no. Uh, She gets her to stop. She's like, no, I'm immune. I can breathe the spores. Look, I'm fine. I told you I was immune. Like, don't, don't take your mask off. I don't want you to get hurt. They end up making it out of the doorway you have a really intense chase scene out of here where you like run through like the spiral doors to get out and stuff and it's fucking tense like you've just got like a horde chasing you yeah there's a couple things like this in this game but this one was particularly kind of scary because you know it's early on so you're still like i don't feel comfortable fighting infected yet really i need to get kind of you know build back up to it um so yeah it was this one was especially scary yeah 
Yeah, I had a lot of adrenaline for sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> playing this part. Um, but they make it out and they're just like fucking beat. They're like Jesus Christ, that was insane. And they, uh, they there's an old movie theater by them, so they go in there, and you know check the place. No infected. This is a good spot for us to hold up. Um, and Dina is super shocked that Ellie's immune. She's just like, how can you be? Like, no one's immune. That's not a thing. And Ellie's like, I know. I am. I, like, told you before, but you didn't believe me. And Dina's like, <laughs> "Yeah, idiot. how could I believe you? That's so crazy. Um, uh-huh. um, but, you know, they're like, oh. And then Dina says, uh, I think I'm pregnant. Um, <laughs> and she's, like, physically not doing well. Like, she's really beat by this more than she probably normally would be uh due to being pregnant it seems um so she's fucking like she's she's gassed for sure yeah she's gassed tired and weak yeah uh she makes a joke that it's not ellie's which i thought was pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was good um yeah but uh ellie is kind of pissed at dina for this she's like why the fuck did you come like uh you like if you knew this was you were pregnant, like you shouldn't have even come here. Like now I have to worry. Now I have to take care of you too, kind of thing. So yeah. Ellie's Ellie's a little bit mean. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because Dina says something about like I didn't want to be a burden. Yeah. Um, Ellie's like, well, now you are. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. So a little intense. Um, but then Ellie kind of walks off to, uh, I don't know, clear her head, and Dina just lays down and it's like, I need to sleep. Like I'm fucked up. Yep. So from here we get a flashback of three years ago, and it's Joel and Ellie on a trip. Um, and Joel's got a surprise for Ellie. They're walking around talking, um, and here their relationship is really warm. Like if you compare it to that first flashback at the beginning of the game where it was a little awkward, this one is like all the warm you'd remember from the first game when like their best times kind of thing yeah yeah they're very clearly like we like each other we're cool like father daughter type interactions yep yeah it's super nice um they push each other into the water which was funny um ellie knows how to swim now which is good um (laughs) as uh as uh that was the bane of our existence in the first game a little bit so yep yeah moving those um what pallets around in the water that that shit sucked yeah yeah that that got old after a little while um (laughs) so uh they arrive at a museum and they go through a bunch of dinosaur exhibits ellie's thrilled she like loves dinosaurs and is like super psyched uh that was really nice um from here they go to a space exhibit um and again ellie's going nuts and loving it because she loves space and, like, knows a lot about it. And you get a lot of good, uh, again, like, father-daughter moments at both of these. Like, Ellie's just so excited about these things, and is just telling Joel about them. And Joel's just like, tell me more about this thing you like. It's super nice. Uh-huh. Yep, it's a great... It, it like... Honestly, I think it adds salt in the wound of Joel being dead. You're like, fuck, man. Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> but just seeing Joel and Ellie interactions is really good. Mm-hmm. I, those are my favorite. Yeah, it's great. Um, inside uh, the space exhibit, there's like a, a little rocket ship and in a space shuttle, and they get inside. And while inside, Joel hands Ellie a cassette tape, 
and says, close your eyes. And Ellie does, and it's the countdown from the Apollo 11 liftoff. So it's super cool. It's like 10, 9, 8, yeah. you know, and, you know, gets the uh-huh. liftoff. And it's really cool. Like, you know, they're, she's wearing a space helmet. She's inside a space shuttle. Like, that'd be cool as fuck. Mm. Uh-huh. For sure. Especially as like a, I don't know, 14-year-old, 13-year-old that like loves space. Yeah, that'd be really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I and then Joel says, like, happy birthday. And she's just like, this is, like, the best birthday ever. Like, you took me to these two things I love a lot. And it was really nice. Um, from here, they go to explore the museum a little more. And Ellie finds uh, some Firefly graffiti. Uh, and then under it, someone spray-painted liars really big. Um, yeah. So there's... Um, yeah, just kind of, okay, there's maybe some fireflies that are still around, and maybe some people are cynical about them. So that was kind of interesting to see. We then pick back up uh, with Seattle Day 2. Uh, the next morning, Dina has fixed the radio uh, that was upstairs, and she's been tracking the WLF all day. Uh, Ellie apologizes, and... On the radio, they hear about uh, one lone gunman who's, uh, you know, shooting their guys. And so they're like, oh, that's probably Tommy. We can go find him. And Ellie uh, goes after him. But Dina stays behind to rest up and to continue tracking the WLF. Um, which is probably a good call. They're probably both where they should be in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's. I don't like... Like, I didn't like going out by myself. There's just something about having another person to kind of help you stealth take out enemies and shit, but yeah, Dina seemed to be kind of definitely a burden at this point. Yeah, it seems like she could just get hurt out there, so I think it's better to not have her there. Um, Yep. So they think Tommy is likely in an area called Hillcrest. Ellie goes there. Uh, Out here, big things that happen is you find your bow, so stealth becomes big. Also, this is the first time you have to start killing dogs. Um, God, sucks. Which sucks. I didn't like that um, at all. Love dogs. Yeah. I didn't like it both in that I don't want to kill dogs and that they were kind of a pain in the ass because... Uh, Dude, they were, man. They're always, like, near another person. So it's like, if you kill the person, the dog will still come for you. Or if you kill the dog, the person will realize it. So it was like... It, it kind of gave you a tough two-on-one scenario. Yeah, and they're, they're like... They in, uh, added this scent trail thing into the game, which is really cool. It's like if a dog picks up your scent... You can, if you're like in listening mode, you can kind of see where the the dog's tracking you, or that it can track you. Mm-hmm. That made that made stealth a lot harder because you couldn't just hide from things. You had to like lose the dog's scent trail or your scent trail from the dog too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it definitely made it more complicated, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, from here, you're like still trying to like figure out where Tommy is, and you get snuck up on by Jesse, who uh, puts his hand over your mouth and. You're like, oh, it's you. And he's like, yeah, you guys are my friends. I'm not going to let you do this alone. Like, uh, I'm going to team. Go, Jesse. Yeah, so go, Jesse. That was pretty dope that uh, he came to join us as well. Um, And so you guys decide to steal a car from the WLF to try to, like, get some distance because there's a lot of WLF up here. Um, You have this. they're They're really organized. There's a bunch of them, too. Um, you you kind of pick up as Dina's listening to the radio. They're like a, they're a pretty big, pretty pretty big group that's got lots of 
weapons and they got cars, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, they seem to be very, um, I don't know, well, well disciplined, well trained, like all of their places. It's like zone two, zone four. Like they've got, they've got codes for them. Their teams have codes. Um, like they're, they're smart for sure. And like Mm -hmm. have, have shit down. And there's a lot of them. So like if, if someone needs help, they could just, you know, bring hell to you kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. So it's really good that Jackson didn't send out all their people to go try to find these people because they probably would have gotten obliterated. That, yeah, that's true. I'm sure if you sent all of Jackson's fighters, it would. I feel like it would be like a fourth or a tenth of these. Like it wouldn't be enough at all. Yeah, I'd say like tenth. After you, you know, later in the game, you kind of see bigger scale and it's like what the fuck this is crazy yeah like yeah i I just don't think it would work so yeah no pretty crazy um but you steal a car from to try to get away and you get this crazy ass chase scene that ensues um you know there's cars going alongside you and you're like trying to shoot the drivers um a bunch of infected show up like it's totally fucking bonkers Uh, yeah it was a lot of fun (laughs) yeah it was, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, ultimately, uh, during this escape, you crashed the car into the river. So um, <laughs> you didn't get vi- very far, but caused a lot of chaos, for sure. Um, after this, uh, after crashing in the river, you get up, you get out of the river, and you just head back to the movie theater. Um, and you get back to the movie theater, and Dina's super happy to see both of them, of course. And you get a moment where you kind of wonder if Ellie's feeling a little bit insecure about Dina being excited for Jesse and wanting to, like, take care of his injuries and stuff. Um, yeah, and now knowing that Dina's pregnant with probably, I assume, Jesse's kid. Yep. You're like, oh, man, they're going to be maybe bonding again. Right, same. It's like, okay, what does this mean for their relationship or our relationship or any of those? So you get a little sense of Ellie being like, all right, I don't know what the future is going to mean with this. This is a little intense mm-hmm. um, or uncertainty. Um, from here, we get another flashback to two years earlier, and it's Tommy and Ellie clearing out the infected. You get uh, some sniper training. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it was really fun sniping. It was pretty difficult because, like, the bullet would drop yeah. all the time. But it was also really powerful, so it was, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. As they got, like, farther and farther, it was like you had to account for the angle, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get the vibe here at this point, too, that Ellie and Joel are more distant at this point. Tommy's, like, basically trying to get Ellie to talk to Joel. And Ellie's like, Joel can talk to me if he wants you know <laughs> yeah um and ultimately uh ellie and joel end up going on a mission together to look for guitar strings joel it, it's kind of a hey we should look for guitar strings because you need new ones probably but then also like well we haven't like cleared this area for a little bit so tommy kind of gets them to go on a mission together to get some like bonding time <laughs> yeah he sets it up That's yeah funny. yeah so they do their mission um you know, you fight some infected. I think you fight a shambler. Um, I think you fight a, a bloater too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, so you get some intense fighting for sure. Um, but then, ultimately, the kind of big thing that happens here is you find uh, two teenagers who 
uh, were a part of Jackson that ran away last year, uh, but they had since gotten bit and died, and you find their bodies here. And they leave a note that says, like, you know, we wanted... We thought Jackson was great, but we knew that there were people out there who needed help, so we wanted to be help. Instead, though, we didn't make it a few hours before we got bit, and we, like, totally fucked up. That's um, crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of sad. Yeah. But it, um, I don't know, I guess blows what's been bothering Ellie over, which is she's upset about the fireflies, about what happened. Um, she says that she's never met another immune person. Like, if these people were immune, they wouldn't have had to die. Like, why is it just me? Um, and ask Joel, why did you take me out of the Firefly Hospital while I was unconscious? I had so many questions I wanted to ask them. Um, you know, because Ellie, when she got to the Firefly Hospital at first, was unconscious. And then she just stayed unconscious that whole time. So she didn't meet any Fireflies. She didn't get to ask any questions. Anything like that. And Joel's like... It was a waste of time. There's not a cure. I didn't want to waste our time being there, basically. Yeah, it kind of dismisses it. and Yeah. He yeah, tries to end it quickly. Yeah, he just kind of tries to shit on it and shove it under the rug. Um, be like, it's dumb. We then go back to the present uh, and continue Seattle Day 2. And Dina had found out where Nora is who she is at the hospital she found out about that from uh the radio so ellie says i gotta go after her um so ellie's on her own again jesse's staying behind because he's kind of injured as well so him and dina will stay behind ellie's gonna get nora because she says i've got to do it now we don't know if she'll be there later like we need to find these people while we kiss while we still can um as she is venturing towards the hospital, Ellie stumbles upon the cult, killing some captured uh, WLF. So she actually sees them, like, string them up and cut their guts open. That's um, pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And they all wear, uh, like, big robes. Yeah, um, like leather uh, robes with hoods, almost. Like yeah. Like raincoats, kind of. Yeah. They look, um... They look kind of like, uh... The Emperor's Guards in Star Wars to me. Like, with, yeah, it's not, it doesn't cover their full face, but it's kind of that vibe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, but so Ellie sees this happen and she's, and you know, at this point I'm like, Jesus Christ, these people are so frightening. I don't want to be around them at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they're definitely worse than the wolves for sure. Yeah, just like seeing things like this, you're like, this is probably worse. Um, well, they're but, just more crazy. Yeah, and also they um, navigate with each other or, like, communicate with each other through whistles. So they do talk, but, like, uh, once you start fighting them, they, like, whistle to each other to kind of show where each other are without giving away their position as much. Mm -hmm. um, and so, actually, like, fighting them for the first time here is low-key challenging, um, for sure. Like, I was struggling with it a little bit because I was like, they're pretty fucking good at fighting and, like, good at knowing yeah. where you are. Yeah, and they have, like, the bows and arrows, too. So mm. they, uh, they're they a pain. But I, I liked this part because the environment, there's a bunch of, like, tall grass, so it's really easy to hide. Mm. That was really cool. Yeah, I did a lot of, like, hiding, stabbing people, and then, like, gathering arrows and then trying to get the further people. Like, it was, it was intense. Yeah, that's, like, exactly what I did, too. Uh, from here, we do ultimately make it to the hospital. 
and Ellie sneaks up on Nora. Um, and she talks with Nora for a second. Um, and Nora's kind of using this time to try to formulate a plan. Like, you know, uh, you know, we, you don't have to do this or you can let me go or like that. And then Nora turns kind of shitty and it's like, Joel cried like a little bitch. Um, yeah, like, fuck you, you're dead. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, so you, she, she says that and, like, throws a card at you to try to run away. So you start chasing Nora through the hospital. Um, and uh, there's, like, other WF who start seeing you and start, like, shooting at you while you're chasing Nora. Um, which, again, is a pretty ch- crazy chase scene. Like, it wasn't as intense as this, but it almost felt like the, like, Daniel Craig, Daniel Bo- uh, James Bonds. Like, uh, like <laughs> yeah. you know, you're, like, fucking running through doors, jumping through windows. Like, it's kind of an intense chase. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you get, then the, I think there's parts where, like, there's no, there's no power. Like, the, there's, you can't really see very well. And it gets kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. It's a great, it's a definitely a great uh, part of the game. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so from here then you get to um, you run through this door and it's kind of a you have Nora cornered because behind her is just like a big hole in the floor and then you get to her but then a d- bunch of WLF come up behind you and you hold Nora with like a gun to her and uh, are like we're you know we're not going to do this and WLF's like don't do something stupid and Ellie's kind of like fuck you guys and just jumps jumps her and Nora into the hole. <laughs> and, and Nora's like, no, we don't want to go to the hole. Like, it's bad down there. Um, you really don't want to do I'm it. I'm immune, so fuck you. Right. Um, so down in the hole, there's a bunch of infected. There's spores. Other WLF show up. And this gives you another chance, uh, like you mentioned before, to get the infected to attack the WLF. Again. A lot of fun. Very Great fun. Hobby. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um uh ultimately uh in this to in this time too, Nora runs off, um and the WLF come down with gas masks. You you fight them. Uh then Ellie ultimately finds Nora struggling up against a door. You know, the spores are fucking her up. And Nora recognizes Ellie as immune. She says, What? How are you fine? Like, oh it's you. And Ellie asks Nora Oh, were you a firefly? Is that how you know who I am? Uh, and Nora says, yeah, but I'm not gonna, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna give my friends up to you. Like, fuck you, basically. And <laughs> Ellie's like, you're gonna give them up. You can give them up the easy way or the hard way. Um, then Ellie beats her with a pipe. Um, yeah. <laughs> this was pretty brutal. I was hoping I could not do it, but it makes you do oh, it. Oh, I... I was super into it. I I didn't want to. It felt too brutal. <laughs> yeah, like, nah, but you're, you're you're well. After she said the shit about Joel, I was like, nah, sorry. Yeah, that that's fair. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Um, <laughs> but had to. Um, after this, Ellie arrives back. At you get a cut forward. Ellie arrives back at the movie theater, and she's covered in blood. Um, yep. And she's like. Ellie's at the, or, uh, Abby's at the aquarium. I know where she's at, so Nora obviously talked after a little while. Um, pretty brutal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Definitely very brutal. Mm-hmm. So she gave her friend up, so that's good for Ellie, I guess. Bad yeah. for Abby. Yep. Um, we get another flashback. It's two years earlier, 
and it's Ellie at the Firefly base from the first game, the hospital. Um, as she's looking around, she finds some lab notes about her. She sees like a, a scan of her brain with the cordyceps around it, because um, that's what happens when you get affected, infected. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up finding a note about the Fireflies disbanding, um, and she also finds a tape that says it wouldn't make a difference if someone found if we found someone else who's immune the only person who could have made the vaccine is dead now so the doctor who was killed in the first game uh was really good at what they do so even if you could get ellie back it wouldn't matter kind of thing it's crazy yeah and and crazy hearing the fireflies disbanded like after this they're like let's go our separate ways and you find out that like some of them were going to join a group in this town some were going to go elsewhere but the fireflies are basically over at this point because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, uh, Joel shows up and Ellie tells Joel, tell me the truth or you're never going to see me again. Like what actually happened here? And Joel says, making a vaccine would have killed you. So I stopped them. Uh, at this point, Ellie cries a bunch and says she's going to go back Jackson because she promised she would but her and Joel are done I never want to talk to you again that's just super brutal man mm-hmm it's I mean, obviously they do end up talking but it's definitely really sad yeah it's sad and I, I feel like you get it for like it makes sense for both of them like Joel's like alright I gotta finally tell you the truth like he has to but then for Ellie like it makes sense that you would be mad about this like I get that too 100% Yep, lied to for, what, three years, two years? Um, yeah. Took away her purpose, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Right. Okay, so now it is day three in Seattle. Um, Ellie and Jesse head to the aquarium in hopes of finding Tommy. So their kind of thought is, maybe we'll find Tommy, maybe we'll get Abby, maybe we'll just kind of get all of this taken care of. Uh, on the way... Uh, they hear WLF talk about a sniper at the marina, and Jesse wants to go after Tommy because they're like, okay, J- you know, that sniper's obviously Tommy. But Ellie wants to go after Abby still. She's like, Tommy can handle himself. That's cool. I want to get Abby. Um, Which is kind of shitty because Ellie agreed before this that they just need to find Tommy and then go back to Jackson because mm-hmm. Dina's having a rough time. It's like, come on. I mean, I get it, but. You're going back on what you said you'd do. Right. Yep. I felt the same way. It was kind of like, I get why you're doing it, Ellie, but it is a little shitty. Um, Yep. So then uh, from here, Ellie steals a boat from the WLF and takes it through the flooded streets of Seattle, which I thought looked... They're super flooded. (laughs) And it's so fucking cool. I I really, really like this part of the game. Like, I thought just seeing, like, part of Seattle underwater and you're, like, taking boats through buildings and shit. Super cool. Yeah, I love, uh, in the first one and this one especially, yeah, just the post-apocalyptic way they show cities is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really good at that. Um, so then uh, the boat is flipped just outside the pier, and Ellie ends up swimming the rest of the way. Ellie makes it to the aquarium from here and uh, sneaks inside the aquarium. Um, she kills their dog, Alice. Um oh. Which I didn't like. 
Um, yeah, Alice was cool. Well, you'll yeah find out more later about Alice, but yeah. Um, then she makes her way into a room and she finds Owen and Mel there arguing, and she has them held up and. Her goal is to, like, do the same thing that Joel and Tommy would do. <laughs> yeah. But I would say uh, it's maybe less of a good goal because they're not, like, bound. Like, she should have probably got them more secured instead of letting them yeah. just stand there. Um, and hell breaks loose. She ends up killing both Mel and uh, Owen, both dead. Um, Ellie then realizes that Mel's pregnant. Uh, yeah, pretty fucked. <laughs> she's pretty pregnant. So Ellie... Yep. Ellie, uh, Ellie, like, throws up and is, is really fucked up on it, which makes sense. Like, Dina's pregnant. You're like, Jesus Christ, like, this is wrong. Like, it feels pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. as, as Ellie's kind of like, oh, fuck. Um, uh, Jesse and Tommy show up, and they get Ellie and they leave. Um, but Ellie leaves her mat behind, uh, in her, like, distress. Um, Foolish. Yeah, yeah. She she, she was just, like, pure feeling fucked up there, like, uh, after killing Mel, it seems. Um, so, then you are back at the movie theater. Tommy and Jesse are planning a route home, and Ellie's upset that Abby gets to live. It's like, I've killed all of her friends at this point, pretty much. Um... But, you know, Abby's the one that killed Joel. I hate that she gets to live, but Tommy and Jesse and Dina, I think, have basically gotten her convinced that we just need to get out of here, like, get safe for Dina. We, you know, we did what we could, essentially. But we, Mm -hmm. this is the right time to call the game, so to speak. Yep, which is totally reasonable. Yeah, it it makes sense. Um, Tommy... Especially after... Ellie kills a pregnant lady. It's like, all right, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Tommy goes to the front of the theater, and Ellie and Jesse hear some commotion. They run out to the front to see what's going on. Jesse gets shot in the face by Abby as he runs through the doorway. Crazy. Yeah. Super crazy. So intense. Uh, And Abby has Tommy on the ground, and Ellie surrenders and is like, let Tommy go. Like, I'm the one you want. Um, Joel did that because of me like I'm the one who got bit I'm the one who was immune like deal with me let my friend go like uh, any of that so which is kind of crazy because she's been doing the exact opposite mm -hmm. with all of Abby's friends she's been killing them all yeah yeah that's totally true we then get uh, a flashback from here and it's Abby uh, running in the woods, uh, a flashback to four years earlier, and it's Abby running in the woods looking for her dad, um, and she finds him as he's tracking a zebra, um, which is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and they find a zebra that's cat caught in some barbed wire, and Owen shows up, and they free the zebra together, uh, like holding it still while the barbed wire gets like cut out of it so it can uh, go away. Uh, escape they free the zebra and owen says hey uh that girl with the bite marks has shown up like you should do something and so dr anderson that's abby's dad and marlene are talking about ellie and 
the doctor says, you know, Abby's dad says uh, that doing the vaccine, making the vaccine, doing this treatment, it will kill Ellie, but like it could save millions. We should do this. And we see Marlene reluctantly come around and she says, fine, you can do this. Which is kind of surprising. From the first game, you don't really, you don't obviously see any of this interaction, but you kind of get the impression Marlene's like, maybe would agree with uh, Dr. Ernestine immediately, but she's kind of, she pushes back pretty hard for a while. She's like, what if this was your daughter? What if, what if this was Abby? What would you do? He doesn't really answer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, then we hear alarms going off. Um, Abby runs into the operating room and she sees that her dad's been killed. Um, he's on the ground. She like breaks down crying. Um, and then we get a like quick fast forward, uh, to Abby killing Joel, but letting Ellie and Tommy go. So, uh, this is pretty intense. Uh, Mm -hmm. just getting that backstory, kind of knowing who Abby's dad is now and being like, okay, that's, that makes sense why you'd have a revenge mission here. Yep. It's, and then you're like, oh man, this is like what Ellie has been doing too. It's kind of. You right. see the, the, the parallels almost. Yeah, totally. Um, this made me feel bad um, for the first game because I, I thought I remembered thinking when I played the first game, I don't give a fuck if this doctor has anything to do this do with this. I'm killing everyone here when we are yeah. Joel. Like, you know, I you know, I was full like seeing red, I kill everyone kind of thing. And yeah, I was the same way. I remember feeling that way, but then I went back and I listened to our podcast episode from the first one and those exact words were what we said. We were like, I don't care if he doesn't have anything to do with it. Fuck him. Like, I was excited to run in and blast him down. Um, so I felt a bit worse about that now. Like, um, yeah. just, just seeing, you know, that he's a person on the other side or whatever. Like, not mm-hmm. just the guy who was going to hurt Ellie. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think what's crazy is that they can make you switch like that. And I'm sure we'll get into that more as we continue this, but... They do. This is one of the reasons why I think the storytelling is so good because they do a good job of making you hate Abby in the beginning, and then you're like, "Oh, ha, okay." I don't like her right. still, but I understand more. Right. Yeah. It it kind of gives you that understanding uh, from this. So you get that flashback, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I get why you um had your own re- revenge path before this." Um. So then it's Seattle Day One again but you play as abby um which puts into motion uh a pretty interesting thing in that you play as abby for quite a while from here um yep i'd and, say like the game's what 60 65 percent ellie 35 percent abby maybe yeah yeah probably something like that it's 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 not half and half but it's uh closer to half and half than like not just i didn't expect that it was pretty crazy yeah me either um which is yeah it was pretty wild so now you're playing as abby um manny wakes abby up because they've got to go off to the front in this you get to see the wlf compound which uh oh boy are they (laughs) uh you know well disciplined well trained well set up all of that stuff like their compound's sweet yeah and it's it's almost like a it's in some stadium um, but yeah, they have like cows, they have crops, they got 
different restaurants like with you can get like burritos and other kind of shit. It's like I'd want to live there for sure. You know, I mean, it's almost like Jackson, but m- more advanced, I guess. Yeah, like it's, Jackson's like the country version of the WLF. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's so well like set up and like they've got firing ranges, like they've got all sorts of stuff. It's crazy. Um, and they're super normal too. They're not like evil people. Like they're hanging out. They have families. They have some people that like are met doctors. Some are just like probably farmers. It's it's you kind of get a side of them. You're like, oh shit, this is not really what I expected. Yeah, I expected something more like just people that are fucked up and killing people for fun. Right. Yeah, and, and that they're not all soldiers, right? Like, there's uh, Manny like cuts in line. He's like, oh, we're going to the front. We're soldiers. Full soldiers get first dibs on food or something. Which and, and they're like, kind of like, you're being a dick, dude. Like, um. Yeah. But but even that that's a thing. Like you know, so there's people who have roles that aren't at the front necessarily, which is kind of crazy. Like just that they've got a a pretty reasonable society setup. It seems. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's pretty wild. You also learn the WLF slogan, mm-hmm. um, which is what the first person says: "May your survival be long." And uh, the other person replies, and may your death be swift. So it's sort of their uh, little saying that they say back and forth when they, like, say goodbye. It was, I was super annoyed whenever people would say this. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> it's kind of culty. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of liked it, but, yeah, I'd, I'd agree, though. It is sort of culty. But I kind of liked it as, like, the thing they developed for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then from here, they get ready to head the front, and they find out that Mel is joining them. Manny tells this to Abby. Abby is uh, not stoked about this because she doesn't really like Mel, um, and that they haven't. Assuming because, uh, sorry, assuming because she's Owen's girlfriend now, that's probably one of the big reasons. Yeah, the the vibe I get is that it was maybe sort of a mutual breakup for Abby and Owen. Like I, this is my theory. It doesn't get said, but I kind of wonder if Owen was like, Abby, you're like too consumed with, like wanting to kill Joel. Uh, dating you is kind of hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would assume that that's the impression I got too. Yeah, so I wonder if Owen kind of finally was like called it off, and now he's dating Mel, and I think Abby's kind of got this. Yeah, that you you date Owen, but also that like it doesn't seem like Mel's ever been like big on Team Abby after dating Owen either. Like, um, yeah, so, sort of thing, um, and. Also, uh, Manny says that, you know, Mel's a medic. Like, she's not used to violence like what we did to Joel. Like, it makes sense they would fuck her up. Like, you should, you know, cut her some slack, basically. Yeah, Manny seems really cool. Um, Like, a pretty reasonable, fun guy to be around. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He seems like a fun dude, for sure. Also, you see that he's, like, a a big-time player. Like, he's talking to all the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all the people, <laughs> all the, yep. all the women, the weather, the weather lady, and the the nanny, something and, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Abby's just like Jesus Christ, like. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, so while they're driving uh to the front, uh, they get ambushed by scars on horses, and again, this is a pretty cool, I would say, like chase scene moment. Um. You're, like, shooting from the truck at people at Scars on Horses. Uh, the Scars are the cult. Um, yeah, I was going to say. We yeah. find out that's what their name are. Or that's what mm-hmm. the WF call them. Yeah, because they're called the... I think their official name is the Seraphites. 
Yeah. Um, but they have these weird. They're called scars because they have this. They have like this weird. Looks like they all like cut their faces. You know, kind of like the Joker in uh, the Dark Knight, but not as like gruesome. It's it's more just like a little indent. Yeah. On both sides of their lips, up to like their, where their um, sideburns would be, maybe. So. Yeah. They just distinguish themselves like that. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, this is kind of crazy, having that go down. Um, you get ambushed. You ultimately uh, lose your car in this. Um, and so Abby, Manny, and Mel make their way through buildings uh, to try to find their way out. They also fight some scars along the way. Um, at a gas station, they get surrounded by scars, and it's looking a little questionable. But then uh, the WLF show up in cars and just like mow the scars down and it's yeah, pretty sweet <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's pretty cool um and they jump in and they make it to the forward base um and when they get to the forward base there's a lot of people there um there's a lot of commotion going on and they're sp- and abby and manny are supposed to report to isaac um on their He's like the leader of the the wolves Yep, yeah, he's their leader. Um, from here, uh, Nora uh, shows, before they go see Isaac, they go find Nora, who's working at the hospital here. And uh, Nora shows Abby and Manny that Danny is dead. And Danny was a guy who was on patrol with Owen last. Um, and they're like, where's Owen, though? And she's like, I'm not sure, but I wanted you guys to know, you know. Don't tell Mel yet, though, because we don't know what's up with Owen. But since Danny was with him last, like, you know, it's a little sketch. Yep, definitely not great. Yep. Abby and Manny go to find Isaac, and he's in this, like, torture chamber uh, where he's got, like, some uh, different scars, like, strung up uh, to torture them, which uh, is pretty bad. Also... Uh, I felt like this was that balancing side, too. Okay, we saw the scars, like, cutting people's guts out. This is pretty fucking bad, too. And there was a guy that Isaac was working on, and the guard who, like, gets Isaac for you, Isaac's, like, hands him, like, a stick, and he's like, don't let him fall asleep. (laughs) So Isaac's been just, like, poking him to keep him awake for hours and hours and hours or something, which... Ooh, brutal. Yeah, pretty Um, brutal. So, yeah, you definitely see a side where, like, uh... I mean, these people are maybe more "quote unquote" civilized, but they're not great. <laughs> right? Yeah, they'll still do shitty stuff. Um, yeah, to get their goals accomplished, which you know I, you kind of understand, but at the same time, it's pretty fucked up. Right. Totally. Um, so uh, Isaac though lays out his plan to them. He says, "There's a big storm that's coming in a few days. I want to attack the Scars Island." under the cover of the storm because i guess the star the scars have kind of a main island as their base we're gonna make a big attack we're gonna end this once and for all i want to kill them all then we won't have to deal with this anymore and he wants abby and manny to lead the first wave um so you get from here that abby and manny are some of the top soldiers for the wlf since he wants them to do this like they're obviously uh good soldiers i guess for him Mm -hmm. um Abby asks about Owen, and Isaac says that Danny told him that uh, Owen shot shot Danny while he was defending a scar, um, and that Danny was like shot in the stomach, and he walked all the way here 
to be able to tell on what tell what Owen did, kind of thing. Um, and Abby's like, like, "That's crazy." <laughs> mm-hmm. And Abby's like, "Owen wouldn't do that." Like, and you know, you can't let people know about this. Like, people would just kill Owen for that. And Isaac's like, "Well, stop talking about it." And uh, you know, I'll give Owen a fair shot if he shows up. I'll hear his side of the story, but you know, we might have to kill him. Uh, and Abby. Yeah. Abby wants to go and find Owen and be like, let me find him and, you know, I'll find out what really happened um, and, you know, we'll be okay. Owen's a good guy. And uh, Isaac says, no, not doing that. Um, Not doing that. And that... uh, Yeah, because they have, like, the invasion coming up, like, in a day... Or two days or something. So, he's like, we can't afford for you to go do something crazy. We need you here and leading people. Yeah, I need you as... I, I, you're key in this. I'm not going to let you go do that. Which makes total sense. I mean, I think Isaac's uh, probably the more sane right one here. I, I mean, at the same time, I'd probably want to find my friend, but... You know, it could wait, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense for both of them. I agree. Um, we get a flashback of three years ago. It's Abby and Owen hanging out on a Ferris wheel. Um, and Abby hates heights. And uh, while they're talking, it's clear that they're dating at this point. Um, so things are still good for mm-hmm. them. And Owen jumps off of the Ferris wheel into the water below. Uh, Abby ends up jumping after him. Uh, and Owen takes Abby to the aquarium. They explore it together. It's a pretty nice date overall. Some of the fish are still in the, like, aquarium. It's pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. good backstory. Yeah, it's a really cool spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the last, like, main thing that happens is Owen wonders if all scars are bad kind of thing. Like, can they all be bad? Like, people are people, you know, like. Just because they're in this group doesn't necessarily mean they're evil. Um, and Abby's like, yeah, don't say that back at camp. Like, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Abby reiterates that I still want to get Joel, like, after what he did. Uh, hopefully we find more news. Yeah, and Owen's kind of like, eh. Like, yeah. He's not, like, totally against it, but he's kind of like, eh, may- maybe. Yeah. So you... he's kind of moved on. Yeah, I think he wants to kind of move past it. Um, we jump back to the present and it's, uh, still day one. Um, and Manny helps Abby, uh, get out to go to kind of like sneak out to be able to go find Owen. Um, and Abby, uh, kills some scars on her way out. Um, and then ultimately Abby gets captured by some scars, uh, which is pretty intense. Yeah, there's some big scars, man. Like some of the these big guys with like big pickaxes, almost. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're pretty crazy. Yeah, totally. Um, then we get another flashback to four months earlier. It's Abby. Uh, she goes to the aquarium to talk to Owen, and Abby hasn't been there for a long time. So they've been broken up for a while at this point. Um, and she finds out that Owen and Mel had had their one year anniversary. And there's Christmas stuff all over. Um, But Abby is excited um, because she's gotten a lead on Joel. And 
it's like I know where he's at. Um, I've already talked to our crew. Let's go get him. And Owen's like, "All right, fine, we can go get Joel." Yeah, he's kind of reluctant, but I think because Abby was like, even Mel's down. He's like, "Okay, fine." Yeah, yeah. I think that he, yeah. We then pick back up with Abby. Um, still day one, and Abby is getting prepared to be hung and gutted. Um, so this is really fucking intense. Um, and we see Yara get brought forward by the scars, um, while Abby's about to get strung up. And the leader who was about to gut Abby says to clip Yara's wings. Um, which means to, like, hammer several key joints in her arm and basically, like, shatter her arm. It's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah, it's really fucking brutal. Super gross. It looks like it hurts a whole fucking lot. Um, it's rough. So while this is happening and Yara's arm is getting ruined, um, a couple arrows fly in and hit the scars. And during the description, um, Abby grabs the scar, who was closest to her with her legs, and like has her kind of in check and is like choking her out with her legs. Um, Yara comes and kills the scar uh, with a hammer and like puts it through her head while Abby has her locked up. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, super intense. Uh, the person with the bow comes out and their name is Lev and he cuts Abby down. Uh, Yara says, cut, cut Abby down, like cut her down. She helped us like, don't, you know, don't leave her. Um, so the three of them team up to escape and uh, fight infected on their way out. This is like one of the, I think, craziest, like, chasing things too, because it's super dark. You can't see anything, and they're like the, uh, what are they called stalkers? Yeah. Those are the worst, man. They're like, you can't really hear them in listening mode or see them, and they'll just come out of out at you from behind and there's like always like a bunch of them this part sucked <laughs> yeah and they like crawl around so they like move a little faster and differently like they're yeah. not they're not all standing kind of thing yeah they're they're shitty <laughs> yeah they suck and you only have a hammer so you don't even have like a a weapon you would want <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> um so abby uh while she's talking with them says she's never seen scars go after scars before and Lev says, we're called Seraphites, and they came after me because I shaved my head. And Abby's kind of like, what? Um, She's like, why'd you do that? And he's like, I wanted to. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, so Abby gets Yara and Lev to a safe spot and makes a splint for Yara. Um, and so they're in, like, um, like a mobile home uh, in, like, a group of mobile homes, basically. Um, and gets her posted up there and is like, hey... This spot's patrolled a lot. You should be gone by the morning, but I'm going to keep going and looking for my friend Owen. Um, so after this, uh, Abby continues to the aquarium. She gets there, and she finds Owen. And she says, and while she's talking to him, she's like, so what about Danny? What happened? And Owen's like, yep, I did shoot him. Uh, there was a scar that I couldn't kill. I, like, came up to him and, like, the look in his eyes just, like, made me freeze, and I couldn't do it. And Owen uh, says, I just couldn't do it. And then, you know, Danny killed him, and then Danny came at me. The gun went off. I didn't know which one of us was hit. It was Danny. And so then I just run off. 
Um, but Owen says that he wants to go to Santa Barbara because he heard that there might be fireflies regrouping there. Like, I want to start a new life. Um, during this uh, talk, they get aggressive with each other uh, verbally <laughs> and physically. Uh, and then they uh, go from, like, hate you arguing to, like, hate you sex. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that was a little wild. Um, and then Abby has a nightmare uh, after this. They go to sleep, and Abby has a nightmare about uh, Salt Lake City. So you see this as a recurring nightmare for Abby where she's running into the doctor's office um, but then sees something else bad happening besides finding her dad dead. Um, yep. And so this one was of Lev and Yara being hung hung up um so the next day she wakes up day two and she goes after lev and yara um because she's like i can't just like leave them uh i gotta get them somewhere safe basically yeah so she goes back to the mobile home trailer thing yep where they were hiding yep so heads back there she gets there and uh there's a couple dead scars she also has to kill some scars on her way there she gets there yara's not doing well so she takes them back to the aquarium. When she gets to the aquarium, Mel's there also. And um, Mel makes Abby a list of supplies as to what you would need to be able to actually work on Yara's arm. Yeah. At this point, they're, like, for sure going to amputate it. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's done, basically. Right. But how could you amputate it without, like, getting infected, essentially? <laughs> Yeah, um, I was like, let's just cut it off and cauterize it. And I was like, no. Right, yeah, it sounds like it, it's like too intense, basically. So Abby and Lev will go to the hospital to get the supplies. Um, Lev says that the scars have bridges that are built up really high. Um, <laughs> and so we would be able to get to the hospital in two hours instead of, you know, all day, how it would normally take or whatever. Because mm -hmm. Mel is also like, Yara doesn't have all day, like... Her infection's going to set in and kill her before that. And Lev's like, I can do it in two hours. So they head out. We uh, learn the Seraphite saying here, which is the first person says, may she guide you. And the second person responds, may she protect you. So yeah. similar um, saying to the uh, WLF, they have like their weird phrase. See, I guess you kind of see, they continue to kind of paint like similarities between the two groups. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if uh, if you're in a post-apocalyptic group, you have to have a saying. Maybe that's a rule. Yeah, um, it seems like it. It's, been, it's in the handbook for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like rule 10 of the post-apocalyptic yeah. handbook. <laughs> so uh, from here, Lev and Abby continue on. They go across the sky bridge, and it's really high up. It's crazy. Yeah, that shit sucked, dude. I didn't like it. Yeah, I um, I felt for Abby. I felt nervous doing it. Um, didn't like it either. Um, <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> yeah. It is very genius by the Seraphites. I'll, I'll give them that for sure. Um, it's a good idea, but uh, it's intense. They're making their way, though, across it, and they ultimately fall off into a off the bridge, but they fall into a pool below, so they got kind of lucky. Um, yeah. And from here, they get to the hospital. Outside the hospital, uh, Abby says, Lev, you stay outside, obviously, they would hurt you if they saw you. Um, but I'm in a 
Abby's kind of thought is, I'm going to go in the front door and, you know, grab the supplies and leave. She thinks she's going to be able to just kind of blend in and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which isn't not, it's not crazy. Yeah, it's not the worst idea. Um, inside uh, the hospital, Abby tries to say that Isaac had wanted her there to get some medical supplies. Uh, but the other WF are sort of suspicious. Like, this, supposed to, this stuff's already supposed to go to Isaac. What do you mean? Um, and they figure out that Abby's lying and she gets handcuffed. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they've got her locked up. Nora shows up, though, and unlocks Abby and says, uh, the supplies are gone, but you might find some supplies in the bottom floors of the hospital. Those have never been cleared out. Um, and Nora says to be really careful on the bottom floors because in the bottom floors that was like ground zero of the apocalypse like it broke out there that's where infected people were going at the beginning that's super crazy and you definitely see it is fucked yes um it's it's this is probably the creepiest area in the game there's like no power there's lots of infected yeah there's other stuff (laughs) yeah but it's fucking brutal uh so uh abby heads in and you search the bottom floors, and there are a lot of infected. Uh, it's really overgrown. There's spores. Like, it does look like no one's been there in years. You know, like, it's super fucked. Um, the biggest highlight down here is you have a giant boss battle with the Rat King. Um, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> which is exceptionally gross and mm. was really fucking hard. Yep. I died 10 times, 15 times maybe. I died uh, more in this one part than the whole game. Um, yeah, same. And uh, I struggled at it enough that I had to lower my settings and, like, make it easier. Like, I was playing on... Uh, I wasn't on the easiest mode, but I was in, like, between easy and normal. Maybe, like, the light. Was it light? light? I yeah, because like, there's I light, think, very light, medium, something. Yeah, maybe normals after ver- after light. I think I played light, but for this part, I had to switch it to very light because I was fucking struggling. Um, I, I, there was a brief moment when I was playing this part where I was like, "I might be fucking stuck. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, <laughs> am I gonna watch? Am I gonna have to watch the rest of the game? Like, I was." Uh, but I figured it out. I finally beat the fucking thing. Rat King sucks ass. It's um. So yep. a rat king is a bunch of. Infected who are stuck together to make one giant infected. It's it was it was nuts. It super hard, super gross. I hated it so much. Um, but oh you you did it, and you get the supplies. You get the supplies. You make it out of the hospital. You find Lev, um, and he says the WLF are looking for you. So, um, not great. But you manage to steal a boat and head back to the aquarium. Back at the aquarium, uh, Abby and Lev are in the waiting room, and Owen uh, comes out and says that uh, Lev can go in and see Yara. Abby says uh, that these these people were just kids. Like, I had to save them. Like, I couldn't just let them die kind of thing. And then she asks, what happened to us? Like, as Fireflies, we, like, were altruistic we wanted to do the right thing like what happened kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then owen says maybe we stopped looking for the light which is a uh, a firefly saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah they got their they had theirs they got covered their slogan too yeah uh-huh yeah um 
Which I think their slogan's the best, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Most normal. Yeah. Um, and fits with their uh, alliteration or what, or their like mascot, so to speak, of the fireflies. Like, fireflies get off light. Um, <laughs> it at least yeah. it makes it makes more sense at least um, with that too, for their theme. Uh, we move then, and it's uh, day three, and Abby uh, can hear Lev and Yara arguing. Um, she find Mel comes and talks to her, and says that Owen invited them to Santa Barbara. Um, but Lev doesn't want to leave Seattle. Um, and Abby comments that she's surprised Mel didn't try to talk Owen out of going to Santa Barbara. And, uh, we get this interaction that I thought was worth highlighting. Um, do you want to be Mel or Abby? Nah, I'd be Abby. That's fine. Okay. Um, okay, so Mel says, uh, I'm Mel. And, uh, <laughs> actually, I'm going with them, but not if you come. What? He may fall for your little act with these kids, but I don't. There's nothing to fall for. Isaac's top scar killer suddenly had a change of heart. Nothing to do with Owen, right? I haven't always done the right thing. You're you're a piece of shit, Abby. You always have been. I'm done with you. You want to do the right thing for these kids? Get out of their lives before you screw them over, too. Uh, so, so this is seems me. like... Yeah, really mean. It seems like Mel maybe found out about Owen and her. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That, that could be true. Um, yeah, and and I guess maybe just that she doesn't like Abby, like, at all, seemingly. Uh, well, it seems like they were friendly, sort of, uh, like, earlier on in the game. Yeah. But, so it makes me think something happened since then. Yeah. Which, you know. Something did happen. She probably found out. I mean, who knows? We don't. We will never find out. But right. Yeah. Just yeah. just a thought. No, that's that's possible. So Abby um, and Yara kind of check on check in on each other. Yara uh, says that Lev doesn't want to leave because their mom's still with the Seraphites. Yara says that their mom is very devout though and would hurt Lev. Um, and then Abby mentions that uh, she heard the other scars call. Lev Lily, and Yara says that Lev, when he told her how he felt inside, uh, that she wanted Lily to stay Lily um, and not be Lev. Um, but then Lev shaved his head and to be like the men, uh, like the men do, and ran off. Um, and this was prompted by Lev wanted to be a soldier like Yara. But Lev got assigned to be one of the wives of the elders uh, for so job. What, yeah, not, not up history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucked up uh, situation for sure. And uh, Yara, you can see, has kind of changed her view on all of this and is very supportive and protective of Lev. And you see Abby being like, that's tough. Like, Lev doesn't deserve that, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Yeah, so good backstory there. Um, so while they're looking for Lev, they decide to get like a, a little gift for him to kind of, I don't know, help him feel better about what's going on. They find a stuffed shark um, in the gift shop. Uh, then Owen and Abby talk about Santa Barbara for a second, but they hear Yari yelling and they see Lev has stolen the boat and is heading to the island to get their mom. Um, so Abby and Yara are going to go after Lev. Owen and Mel will stay behind. Owen needs to finish fixing the boat for Santa Barbara. 
Um, so, pretty intense, for sure. Uh, Abby and Yara head off to the marina to get a boat. On the way, uh, they hear gunfire, and Abby tells Yara to stay at the dock, and she'll pick her up, because Yara has one arm, and, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty recently had all the surgery, so... Um, yeah. She's Kinda not... Useless. Not, yeah, not top fighting position. Like, she can help some, but, like, if it's, you know, in the middle of something big, it'd be better if she wasn't there. Um, and Abby runs into Manny, who was after a sniper who's out there. Um, and so they team up to take the sniper out. Um, as they're going there, uh, Abby and Manny corner the sniper in a room, and they... There's a door on the left where the sniper's cornered, and they try to go around to the right to kind of break in from the other side. While uh, they are going up, the sniper sneaks up and shoots Manny in the face, and all right of the through his, the back of his eye or the back of his head and goes through his eye. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. All of his blood gets all over Abby. Um, Abby goes after the sniper, and it after this, and it's Tommy. Um, they fight on the dock. And while they're fighting, Yara shows up, and they push Tommy off the dock into the water below. They're like, fuck, we got out of that, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's you start to see their, their stories intersecting, which is crazy. Yeah, crazy. Also, uh, at this point, as the player, we know all of Abby's friends are dead now. Um, Manny was the last one. Um, yep. So, pretty intense. Um, they take a boat, and they head to the Seraphite Island... They get there, they find Lev's boat, and when they arrive, uh, the Seraphite warning signal goes off. The WLF are attacking. Um, and so from here, you deal with quite a bit of chaos. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so you first fight your way through the village, um, fighting uh, Seraphites. At the house, you find that Lev has killed his mom in self-defense, that she went after Lev and Lev had to kill her. Um but Lev ends up joining Yara and Abby, and they head to Haven to get a new boat, because, uh, which is kind of the main, I don't know, town among their island, basically, where boats would be. While they're going to Haven, uh, the WLF come in contact with them. One of them stabs Yara in the chest, and she goes down. And Abby and Lev get captured by the WLF. And Isaac is there, and Isaac wants to shoot Lev, but Abby stands in front of him and is like, no, don't, don't shoot this kid. Like, um, and while this kind of standoff is going, because Isaac's like, I got time, tell me your piece, whatever. Like, um, and Yara pulls her gun out and shoots and kills Isaac. And this causes enough of a diversion for Abby and Lev to escape from the WLF. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at Haven, this is where we get... Um, Total craziness. Uh, everything's like on fire. Seraphites and uh, WLF are fighting each other. It's totally nuts. Um, super bonkers. Uh, you're basically like killing some of them along the way while they kill each other. Like it's totally yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Of, it's kind of like the uh, when you're in the tunnels and you sit infected after the WLF, but it's it's more like you just I just went up behind them and slit their throats and then kept going. Yep, same. Um, you end up having, like, a, a boss fight with a giant scar with a, a pickaxe. God, this guy sucked, man. He just would not die. Yeah, he was hard, too. I died a bit here, also. Yeah, um, I did, too. But ultimately, you do kill him. You find a boat. 
and you escape. You make it back to the aquarium, though, and you find Owen, Mel, and Alice all dead. Yup. And Lev Sad. finds Ellie's map, uh, which has, like, everything on it, including the movie theater where they're at. Um, so then, as Abby, you head to the movie theater, and you and Lev sneak up on Tommy. Um, Jesse and Ellie walk out. Abby kills Jesse. Ellie reveals why she why Joel killed everyone. It's just me. Let Tommy go. So now we're, you know, back at present timeline. Yep. <laughs> uh, except on the other side, which is crazy. Um, and Abby says, you killed, my, you killed my friends. We let you live and you wasted it. Um, Abby goes to shoot Ellie, but Tommy tackles her. Lev then shoots Tommy in the leg with an arrow, and Abby shoots him in the face. Um, so, yeah, so at this point, it's like, all right, Tommy's dead. <laughs> yeah, so within really, like, a few minutes, you see Jesse and Tommy both get killed, and you're like, holy shit, I'm playing as Abby, and I'm going to have to kill Ellie. Like, That was my thought, fuck. man. It was, it was nuts. <laughs> and I was like, I do not want to do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I refuse. I just won't finish the game. I, I, I like, yeah, I'm like, I don't want to do this if I can help it. Um. So, Abby, uh, Ellie runs into the theater. Abby and Lev follow after. Abby tells Lev to wait at the top, make sure Ellie doesn't leave. Abby goes after her, and Abby and Ellie get engaged in a stealth fight, um, where it's, like, one of you, you, like, sneak up on her and, like, stab her or get a couple punches in, like, um, and ultimately it uh, evolves into Abby's choking Ellie out. Ellie stabs Abby in the leg. Um, then Abby breaks Ellie's arm, which is pretty yeah, rough. pretty brutal. <laughs> then Abby's just, like, beating the shit out of Ellie. Um, and I guess, actually, we surprisingly didn't comment on this, aside from Nikki's comment. Yeah. But Abby's big as fuck. Like, she's yeah. buff as hell. Strong yeah. as hell. Like, her punches probably feel fucking horrible. Like, feel like yeah. Mike, Mike Tyson or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's big. <laughs> yeah, she's strong as shit, uh, which is awesome. And makes it fun. Her stealth thing, instead of shiving people, is she just breaks their necks with her arms, which is dope. It's kind of like playing as Joel from the first game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking cool. Like, she's awesome. But anyway, her uh, and her strength are beating the shit out of Ellie. Um, then Dina comes with a knife gets Abby off of her. Lev then shoots Dina in the shoulder with an arrow, and Abby starts smashing Dina's face on the ground and then puts a knife to her throat. Um, and we get a new interaction uh, with Ellie and Abby that I thought was worth highlighting. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to be Ellie or Abby? Uh, it doesn't matter. I can be Abby again. Okay, I'll be Ellie. Stop! She had nothing to do with this. She's pregnant. <laughs> Good. Lev interjects Abby. Uh, and then Abby... Kind of puts Dina down and walks away, and then Abby says, "Don't ever, don't let me ever see you again." And then from here, uh, the camera pans up, and we just see Ellie and Dina laying on the ground, fucked up, like they just got the living shit beat out of them. Um, and this is uh, the only time I'm gonna interject main commentary on the game before we get to our general thoughts, but uh, I thought it's worth doing now is I felt like this game really Lord of the rings its ending in that uh, in the third Lord of the Rings movie, there's like a half an hour of endings where it's like this thing happens and then this thing and then this thing. And the ending like went on and on and on. 
And, uh, you know, those movies are great. They have the right to make an ending like that. But as a viewer, I was like, eh, you could have wrapped it up a c- couple different times. And I kind of felt like you should have. Um, yeah. And I feel similarly about this game. And so I'm going to highlight all the times I thought the game could have or should have ended, maybe, uh, as we go, as we go from here. Sounds reasonable. Yep. So this is my ending number one. I kind of think if the game just ended with them just the shit beat out of them on the ground, and it was just like game over. I kind of think that'd be dope. I can see why people maybe wouldn't make that the ending, but I think it'd be kind of dope. Yeah, it'd probably be the worst ending <laughs> of the yeah few it, that could have been. Yeah, yeah, it might be. I I I'd be willing to accept that as well. Um. We then get a fast forward uh, to the farm, and Abby, or not Abby, uh, Ellie, is taking JJ around the house. Um, uh, JJ is their baby. Uh, well, baby. Dina and, technically Dina and Jesse's. But yeah, Dina and Jesse's li- baby. Living together now, and they're like in a relationship, whatever. Yeah. And her and Dina seem to have a really nice life uh, at this point. Like, they've got a farm, they're like set up. They've got a family. Um, it seems pretty good here. Like, I was surprised how good it seems, like, just experiencing this. There's a nice letter from Jesse's parents saying, like, there's always a spot for you in Jackson. We'll always take care of you. Like, we love and appreciate you. Like, that's pretty nice. While Ellie's doing some chores, uh, the shovel falls. And Ellie has, uh, like, a PTSD moment of Joel getting killed. And Mm -hmm. Dina comes and comforts her, um, which is nice. Dina, I thought, does a really good job here. Like, she's consoling. And Ellie has JJ at this point, so she, like, gets the baby but doesn't, like, get mad at Ellie or something. Like, she's really understanding of her stuff. Like, I thought this was good. Yeah, me too. It was the – it was a good way to handle someone like that. Yeah. Even though the baby's freaking out. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I thought that this, again – is where I could put a, another opportunity of an ending. If, okay, they made it back, they have a nice life, but, you know, Ellie's dealing with the effects of this. I think you could have cut the cord here also. Um, mm-hmm. Then from here, uh, Ellie uh, has gone hunting, and she comes back, and there's a horse at their house, and it's Tommy. Tommy's come and visited him, and you see Tommy. Uh, so he's not dead, but he's very fucked up. Uh, physically and life-wise. Um, physically, yeah. like, he's, like, part blind. Like, I think one of his eyes is basically gone. Yeah, he, I think he got shot in the eye. Yeah. By Abby, so that makes sense. Yeah, and his, um, leg is fucked up from the arrow through it, so he, like, limps a bit, too. Yeah. Um, and he tells us that he split up with Maria, that they decided it would be better to not be together. Um, and Tommy tells their... Tells them that he talked to somebody who knows where Abby is. Um, I saw someone, I talked to him who traded with her a while ago. He knows where she's at. And I think this is where I would say ending number three could come up. Is, you know, it's just left with, do you want to pursue Abby? Like, mm-hmm. could be cool. Dina, though, yep. uh, interjects here and says, we're done with that. Like, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, we've moved on you should too, kind of thing. And Tommy's like, well, I can't go. Like, look at me. Um, And then I've got a quote from Tommy. Do you want to read that? Yeah, sure. 
So Tommy says, reckon it's easy to forget about her when you're sitting all comfy way out here. I'll make her pay. That's what you said when we got back to Jackson. What a joke. So, yeah, Tommy has kept searching, but Ellie at this point has seemingly moved on or tried to move on with their new life. Um, Dina at this point tells Tommy off and is like, don't ever let me see you back here. Like, if you're going to do that kind of bullshit, like, leave us alone. Um, you know, we're not doing that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we see, though, that Ellie can't sleep at night. She's, like, fucked up. Um, not doing well. So then she sits down and plays guitar. You get a flashback to the dance with Dina. Ellie and Dina kissing. Um, a townsperson, like, starts harassing them uh, for kissing. And is like, this is a family event. Like, um, <laughs> And Joel steps in and is about to throw down and, like, beat this dude up. Uh, and Ellie tells Joel off and is like, I don't need you to protect me. I can handle myself. Like, and gets mad at him, which is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then head back to the present and Dina catches Ellie getting ready to leave. Ellie's like packed her stuff and is getting ready to head off. Um, so another interaction that I thought is, uh, worth reading. Uh, I'll take Ellie here. Cool. I have to finish it. You don't owe Tommy anything. I don't sleep. I don't eat. I'm not like you, Dina. What? You think this is easy? For you and for him, I deal with it. I love you. Prove it. Stay. I can't. So what? I'm just supposed to sit here and wait for you? For God knows how long? Just thinking you're dead the entire fucking time? I don't plan on dying. Yeah, well, neither did Jesse or Joel. Come on, we've got a family. She doesn't get to be more important than that. No, I'm not going to do this again. That's up to you. And then Ellie walks out, and Dina's crying. And I think that this is ending number four, and it's maybe where I would have ended it. Uh, if mm. if this were my game, this might be the spot I would have ended it. Um, oh, man. <laughs> just that you're like, okay, cool, there's going to be a game three. We know Ellie's going out. Like, And, and it's, you know, kind of brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they definitely could have made a third game here, for sure. Yeah, like, if they would have done any of my endings, my cutoff spots, I feel like that would allow for a third game. Um, mm. But So then we pick up in California as Abby. Abby and Lev are looking for a house. They're looking for fireflies. They ultimately find the house they're looking for, and there's a mini barracks in the basement. But no one's been there recently. And this is a pretty good setup. Again, I was impressed. Uh, but uh, the barracks has solar power. It's got a radio. And it's got a clipboard with uh, different, like, station IDs. Abby calls out. Um, Eventually, on one of them, a firefly answers. And Abby confirms she's legit. She's like, I was at Salt Lake City. My dad was the leader of it. Like, that kind of thing. And it's legit. And they say, well, you know, come join the fireflies. Get to Catalina Island. We'll find you. And, you know, you can join up with us. Um, and then this is the last ending I think could have happened before the ending we got. I think this would have been a fun cutoff time as well, is if mm-hmm. the game ended with knowing Ellie's going after Abby, Abby's going to the Fireflies and has a lead. I feel like you could have picked up a game three at this point, and it could have been kind of cool. But Yep. Yep. That's that, that's another good ending spot, I agree. Yeah. For sure. I, I feel like this one or the one before it, both of those would have been pretty nice. And I would have maybe liked them more than what we got. But, um, 
Not that I disliked what we got, but just, you know, with the Lord of the Rings theme in mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the game doesn't end there. So outside of the house, Abby and Lev get captured by some bandits, essentially, um, who kidnap them. We then pick up playing as Ellie again. Ellie goes uh, to find Abby and Lev's boat that they were staying in. Ellie sees a note about the house they were looking for, so Ellie goes after it. Um, on the way to that house, Ellie steps on a trap that strings her upside down and stabs her in the side with a sharp stick. Um, yeah. This trap's, yeah, this trap's pretty elaborate and pretty brutal, for sure. Um, Ellie then gets captured by the same people that got Abby. And at first she thinks it is Abby. She's, like, hallucinating. And she's like, Abby? Um, but then it's other people. Um, and so the two people that are there are going to cut Abby down, or Ellie down, along with uh, one of the infected that were also strung up. And uh, the guy who's going to cut down the infected gets, like, startled by it. So Ellie starts, like, laughing at him. Um, <laughs> Calls him a pussy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, I saw you shit your pants. Like, that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um and he takes Ellie towards the infected to have the infected bite Ellie. Um, but Ellie gets the infected, gets the guy bit by the infected and then shoots the second guy in the leg. Um, in this process, we see Ellie does get bit on the like side of her arm a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second guy is like, I'll tell you where Abby is. We picked her up like a, wh- a couple months ago. Like, I'll tell you where he is. Just let me go. And Ellie's like, okay, cool. And he tells Ellie where she is, and then Ellie just kills him and moves on. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, all right, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So headed to this place, Ellie uh, sees the bandits try to capture an escaped prisoner, but the escaped prisoner kills themselves instead of being captured. So that's pretty intense. Um, Then Ellie makes it to the compound, which is basically an old resort that they've converted into their compound. Um, And Ellie kills her way through here. Uh, this is where Jordan mentioned the uh, assault weapon that's silenced. It's awesome. Yeah, super dope. Um, you kill your way through here. Um, and in the basement, she ends up uh, sort of unintentionally freeing the prisoners and ask where Abby is. And they say, she tried to escape, uh, but she's at the pillars on the beach. She's probably dead, though, but, like, you know, that's where she's at. And... Ellie's, like, struggling at this point for sure. She's lost a lot of blood from getting stabbed in the side. Um, even though she's immune, being bit is probably not good. Um, and ev- yep. people see that she's bit, and they're just like, I'll help you along with your mission, but you're going to die? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's sort of what it is. She makes it down to the beach, though, and there are pillars of people who are basically crucified. Um, it's not the same as a crucifixion, but it's pretty similar. Yeah, they're, like, tied up on these, yeah, these big, almost, like, telephone pole-looking things. Um, and assuming to, yeah, starve or whatever. And like it's... Eaten by birds. Yeah, it seems like the birds are eating some of the people. Which I don't know if it was eating them while they were dead or alive, but either way, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ellie finds Abby alive, though, and cuts her down. And Abby recognizes Ellie. She's like, oh, it's you, kind of thing. Um, and Abby is, like, gaunt. She's, like, real sick-looking, like, really small. Like, she's clearly been, like, enslaved for a while and is, like, 
looks way different. Yeah, malnourished for sure. Yeah. Abby cuts Lev down, and uh, the three of them walk to the shore to some nearby boats. Ellie, at this point, demands a fight with Abby, and Abby says no. She's like, I don't want to fight you. We're, I'm done with this. Like, you should be done too. And Ellie says, I'm going to kill Lev if you don't. Abby's like, fine, I'll fight. During the fight, um, Ellie tries to drown Abby, and Abby bites two of her fingers off. I think it's her <laughs> yeah. ring finger her and pinky? Pinky. Mm-hmm. On her, what is that, left hand. Yeah, left hand. Bites her fingers off, which was pretty crazy. Um, and then they continue fighting, and Ellie has Abby down in the water and is nearly drowning her. And while she's holding her down, Ellie starts to break down. She starts to, like, think about Joel and have these, like, flashbacks. And she breaks down crying and lets Abby up and just, like, falls in the ground sobbing. Um, and she tells Abby to leave. We then uh, flash forward a little bit, it seems, and Ellie's back home at the farm. But she's walking around, and basically everything's gone. Um, except for the things that are in, quote-unquote, her room. So her, like, guitar's there and some other stuff, but, like... Paintings and stuff. Yeah, but more or less everything's gone. And we get a flashback to Joel playing guitar on the porch. And Ellie comes and talks to him. And Ellie sets some boundaries and is kind of like, I could have handled it with that asshole at the dance. Like, you don't need to do that. Also, like, stop bugging Jesse about my patrols. Like, I'm an adult. You should let me, like, you know live my life basically mm-hmm. and then joel says ask about dina and it's like do you know what her intentions are and it's it's a pretty funny like father daughter <laughs> dating conversation <Yeah>. and <laughs> ellie and ellie's just kind of like awkward and is like uh, i don't know and joel's like well dina would be lucky to date you like you're a great person and you know she would be lucky to have you in her life basically which is very nice very kind of joel mm-hmm. um and so we have one uh, more interaction that I think is worth doing. I'll uh, keep being Ellie. And cool. uh, Jordan will be Joel here. So uh, you're such an asshole. I'm not trying to. I was supposed to die in the hospital. My life would have fucking mattered. But you took that from me. If somehow the Lord gave me another chance at that moment, I would do it all over again. Yeah. I just... I don't think I can ever forgive you for that, but I would like to try to. I'd like that, too. Okay, I'll see you around. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, this interaction, I feel like, is really sad because it's, like, probably, like, two days before, or, like, a day or two before the game started that this happened, you know? Or the day before. Yeah. The night before. Yep. Yep. B- because... Jesse picks her up the next morning, so it's like they they never got that chance, uh, which is super sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. Um, we go back to the present, though, and Ellie leaves the guitar in the room, and we see her walk out. Game over. So... Sad. Yeah, <laughs> intense. Uh, a whole lot going on. Um, a lot of adrenaline for me in this last couple hours of this game, for sure, especially. 
Um, <laughs> super intense. So uh, I thought a important question to ask at this point is which character is our favorite? Um, so for me, I would go with Ellie, but Abby's a pretty close second. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I same with me, Ellie, um, like thousand percent. I think she's she. I think in the first game, Jewel was my favorite, but she was my close second, and now you obviously play as her most of the game, so I like her, and I think I'd have to say Joel is the close second for me in this game, even though he's dead and you don't really get to see him that much. Just when you do, it's, I think, some of my favorite scenes. Yeah, I agree. The, all the scenes Joel are in are good. Um, so from uh, some people on Twitter, we've got Adam on Twitter said, Assuming main and returning characters are included, definitely Ellie. Her growth in the first game and even more throughout the second are awesome. If we're only counting newer side characters, then I'd probably go with Manny. I always love a goofy sidekick. Yeah, he's great too. <laughs> yeah, he's fun. For sure. Um, Sabrina on Twitter says, Ellie, even when she drifted so far from the shore, and uh, even when I couldn't bear to watch her go astray, I still saw the girl I grew to love in part one. Even if only a glimmer here and there, I felt responsible responsibility of the parent and the betrayal of a lover in equal measure. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Jacob on Twitter said Abby. Harley on Twitter said Joel. Uh, Bruce on Twitter says Lev. Uh, Alexandre on Twitter says Lev. Uh, Let's Play Baseball on Twitter says, Honestly, I like Tommy a lot. He didn't play that big of a role, but I felt for him the most. I like Tommy, too. Yeah, I like Until Tommy. Until the very end. <laughs> He's kind of dick, but... Yeah. Um, Kyle on Twitter says Joel. I felt the motivations of other characters either felt forced or completely against their previous actions. Joel was the only constant, with the scenes of him and Ellie being the most the emotional peak of this game. I think I agree with the uh, emotional peak. Each scene of that was like the craziest, um, some of the craziest scenes. Yeah, I thought those were big too. I really like those a lot. Uh, Devin on Twitter says, Abby, she really grew on me as the game played out. Same. Yeah. Um, casual opinions on Twitter says, Abby, that chick was badass. She was, for sure. Very true. Uh, Larry on Twitter says, Lev is my video game son now. Sorry, Atreus. Um, <laughs> just good. I like that. Yeah, nice. Oh, man. Epic Glitter on Twitter says, multiple. Lev, Yara, Abby, Ellie, Dina. So, a lot. Also, a certain adorable infant. I wouldn't call Joel a favorite, but there were moments that landed. For a lot of the characters, I didn't dislike them, just had limited screen time, which is fine, focused on the main characters. Yeah, and I, I think as they said there, a lot of great characters. I really liked basically everyone I interacted with in this. Like, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, for sure. And then lastly, we've got Nikki on Twitter who says, Before playing, I would have said Elliot because she's great, but also, holy fuck, actual lesbian representation in a AAA title on a cover and all. How fucking amazing. But wow, Abby really grew on me while playing. I would have never guessed that I would cry thinking she'd die. I'm glad she didn't and that Ellie let her go. I really fell in love with her. Also love my sweet child. I love him so much. Him and Abby together was so great. Bonus points, he loves sharks. I also love Ellie. She's great too, my sweet murder child. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of good stuff there. Um, and cool that a lot of different characters connected with people along the way. Um, I think that's really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I feel like... Abby and Lev kind of became the the Joel and Ellie uh, from the first game. It's it's funny. 
No, yeah, it did. And it really felt that way, which was nice. Like, their, seeing their relationship was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. That's good. Um, okay, so last we'll move on to some general thoughts we've got on the game. Uh, what do you got? Um, I think I think we both, seems like we both have this down, but, like, uh, there's a really good critique here of revenge um, and how it just continues the cycle. So, you know, like, Joel kills Abby's dad. Abby kills Joel. Ellie kills all her friends. Abby could have killed Ellie but doesn't, and Ellie wants to get revenge, and then she doesn't. It's, like, just this cycle, and I imagine if Ellie would have killed Abby, then Lev would have come after her, and, like, it, you know, just would have... <laughs> Would have just continued. Um, so yeah, it, it, yeah. I think there's just a really good critique here of how shitty revenge can be and how no one actually wins. Everyone loses. Yeah, totally. I, I thought that was really great, too. And seeing where it got all of them. Like, instead, all of their friends died, basically. Like, um, everyone Abby knew got killed. Um, and for Ellie, like, Joel dies because of revenge. Jesse dies. She loses fingers. Uh, like, yeah, it's, it's bad and it doesn't satisfy. Neither of them got what they wanted once they had that chance. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Abby would have went through with killing Dina and, uh, Ellie, but Joel, Lev kind of brought him, brought her back. But then on the opposite end, like Ellie would have killed Lev and Abby at the end, but you know, her like, I don't know, conscience or whatever finally like broke through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. Revenge sucks, and I thought this showed that really well. Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy, too, because, yeah, like, Ellie loses her fingers, but she also loses the ability to play, gu- play the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so she kind of lost one of the last things that connected her with Joel, too, which is really shitty. Right, yeah. And I, I feel like that's some of what, like, that last scene is, is it's like, okay, I'm moving on from Joel kind of thing, like, officially. Which is really sad. <laughs> yeah, which is hard, but, like, being able to move, not move past him and, like, forget him, but move past the anger and stuff that you feel or whatever Mm-hmm. definitely yeah um i think in a related manner something i really liked in this game was that everyone's a person and that there's no like random killing um and you know they tried to make a point of this of like you would kill someone and they'd be like oh billy where are you and you'd like knife him <laughs> or uh, yeah. you, you know like that kind of <laughs> stuff but they also did it with the dogs I, there are a couple dog names i heard later on when we were with abby I was like, oh, I killed you earlier. And I yeah, felt that's bad. so sad, man. <laughs> I felt bad about that, but I thought that this was good because, I mean, like, it was still fun and it didn't, like, stop me from killing people, but it did make it count more in a sense. Like, uh, you knew you were killing people as opposed to, like, I was just killing NPC bad guys or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it felt yeah. it felt like it mattered a little more in some that's senses. In, in some senses. I mean, it was still fun and it didn't, like change me doing it but it felt like it it counted more yeah maybe like you'd pause a little bit before you just murk someone as opposed to just like i'm just gonna murder everyone Uh uh-huh exactly yeah um i think one thing that's really cool too is we we sort of talked about this already but like you know abby obviously killed kills joel at the beginning and i remember texting you and telling you like or maybe even telling you in person i'm gonna murder her i don't care what happens in the game like Mm -hmm. this is and then you know at the end, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I can, you know, I understand her more, and it, it ends up, it's crazy. She ends up being relatable and as you play as her and see her background, and I think this is really good storytelling um, and really good plot development because it didn't feel forced either to me. It just felt like a natural progression of 
you just kind of see her and what happens and how she is affected by Ellie's revenge and vice versa. And she just becomes a person, like you said. She's not just uh, a person who murdered Joel. She's a person that has things going on that you get to kind of see play out. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think this, in kind of a related manner, is it really made it feel like... Um, like with The Walking Dead, so, you know, you're with Team Rick all the way, but if you were, if you started the show as a different group, you might think Rick is bad, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and his yep. group, and this really does the same thing, where it's like, if we had always been Fireflies, we'd be like, Joel's a fucking monster, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, if, totally. the, if, if the first game instead is you played as Abby the whole time, and Joel shows up and does this, <laughs> you know, you could have totally had, like, an opposite scenario, and it'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd feel the same, you know, my feelings would be the opposite. Um, 100%. And e- even thinking about, like, the wolves versus the, the scars, I mean, they were both bad in different ways, and but also just kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, as a scar, they just wanted to live with the land, and then they kind of went crazy, and then the wolves responded. It, like, even those two groups, they both thought the other one was bad. Right. But they weren't that different, which is kind of crazy, too. Mm-hmm. If they really yeah. just would have gotten along it would have made the world substantially better. It would have been like thousands of people together fighting the infected. It would have been great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, kind of wild. Um, my next thought, uh, is I think that this game should probably be over. I think that the last of us two is Ellie and I don't think there's any more story for her. Um, like I don't want to see her go on a revenge again or something like, uh, I don't know what would bring her out. So I think that the Last of Us series should probably be over at this point. Yep. Um, I mean, I I agree. Especially because of how they ended it. Like you were saying, if they would have picked one of the other potential endings you had suggested, I think there would have been a third one. Um, or could have been. But yeah, it does seem like it's it's done. Yeah. It, especially for Ellie. Like, I guess you could make a game and have a Last of Us game where it's abby and you play as just abby and lev doing stuff but um but like i don't know it it just doesn't seem right i don't know if that's really it doesn't quite feel like the last of us it is but like i think the last of us at its core is ellie um Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i wonder if they'd make a spin-off game that's unrelated completely so maybe not even call the last of us but it's like a same universe maybe different area it could be interesting. I, I mean, I, I doubt it'd be as good, but um, right. I think, yeah, it's the only way I could really see it going. Yeah, same. I I'm not sure what else you could do, and like I don't know. It's Naughty Dog, so I trust what they do would be good. But I I just kind of feel like Last of Us should be over though, which is hard because mm-hmm. I I love these games. Like, um, on the other hand, like, uh, like. I mean, I think it's probably clear I love these games, but, like, this game is in my top five along with the first game. Like, they're both fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> they're really good. I agree. <laughs> and, and, totally. al- and also, like, um, I played the game, and then while I was, like, preparing notes and stuff, I basically watched almost an entire playthrough on YouTube again after this, which I don't usually do, like, that much, but I did for this game. And seeing it all again, I liked it even more. Like... Um, which I didn't think would, I didn't think it wouldn't happen, but I didn't really think it would either, you know? Like, I thought I'd feel the same, but I'm like, oh, this game is so fucking good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's also really long. 
Yeah. Um, which brings me to a point you've already hit on, but I, yeah, I definitely think certain parts of the game dragged on. Specifically, I think like uh, maybe day three. Yeah, day three for Abby. Like when, especially when her and Lever going on like tasks to get medicine and that kind of shit and going to the the island like so that just felt really repetitive to me um specifically when they're in that like hotel slash apartment building and they're trying to get to the bottom it's like dude this is just taking forever so i think there was parts like that that to me felt like they could have been either cut or uh sped up a little bit personally yeah i i, I do think some of that was a little long um uh that yeah just kind of went on a bit so that um yeah i like i'm i'm a person who like when i read books or something i'm like just give me all the information about everything so for me abby felt long but it didn't dislike it but i get definitely how probably most people would be like if you would have cut that abby percentage like maybe 20 percent off of the abby days that'd probably be good <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, I mean, it, it added a lot, but I think there was, yeah, certain st- stints of it or whatever. And they were too long. Could have been shortened. Yeah. But yeah, and not not terrible, just uh, small, minor critique. No, yeah. Issue with it. Totally. I, I feel that. Like, I, I, I felt like they felt longer. I think they did. I think some of it was justified because it brought the Lev relationship good where you'd buy it, which was good. True. But yeah. but it still could have gone too long. I wonder if you could have still made it a little shorter. But um, my uh, next thought, or my last thought that I think I have that's just I want to throw out, is uh, there was an Easter egg I really liked in this game, which was when uh, Manny wakes Abby up at the beginning of that day. Abby was reading a book called City of Thieves, which is a really good book um and was a huge inspiration for the first last of us game um yeah it's like a it was like a huge inspiration for the first game um and is very is pretty similar in that uh so it's a it's a book set in world war ii in uh like stalingrad or something like that a russian city and two people get sent on like a crazy quest um, and then they have a lot of crazy things happen along the way, but it's very reminiscent of Joel and Ellie's journey and like the chaos that goes on in it. Um, it's really, really good. Uh, I like the book quite a lot. Um, I think I put it on my top big books for like 2019 or 2018, one of those podcast episodes, but I really like the book. Um, and it was fun that they put the book inside the, uh, game. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I didn't, didn't catch that at all. Um, yeah, that's that's about it for me too. Sweet, cool. Um, all right. Uh, we've got a little bit of listener feedback to wrap us up then. So uh, first up, we've got Devin on Twitter who says superb gameplay and environments. I loved all the little details like gun customizations, etc. I yeah, I think just in customizing in general, that was something I really liked in this. Is I definitely used my skill trees way more. And yep. I really liked them. They were really helpful, and I felt like I could really craft according to how I want to play. Yeah, I totally agree. It was nice having, like, finding the different training manuals, too. And I really like the stealth tree. I, my, that was my personal favorite. Yeah, that was the one I used, too. I think I built that all up first before I went to other things, because I was Me like, too. this is how I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, stealth. 
Cool. Looks like last up, uh, we got Nikki on Twitter. She said, loved playing as Abby. She's so strong. Also, oh man, the game's insanely good looking. I definitely have to focus on photo mode when I replay it. Also, can we take a moment to appreciate that you could see how Abby became stronger over the years? Wow. It's a story about revenge, but at the same time, it's much more than that. Also, the new enemy types, humans and zombies, are really great. It really lived up to the franchise name, if you ask me. I agree. Totally. Um, 100%. Yep, I, I definitely will. This will be a game I definitely play again. Maybe I'll play more as Run and Gun or something, but... Yeah, I'd like to try it out a different way and see. Mm-hmm. I saw, um, I guess they released like a patch or a new update the other day that there's a uh, permadeath mode. So apparently people are like playing oh, wow. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you could do this without dying, but whoever's doing it, it's a fucking champ. <laughs> um, uh, that sounds really fun, but really hard. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Oh, there was one thing I didn't write down, but I think is a worthy discussion briefly. A vaccine, even if it could have been made, like, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, if it could have worked out anyway? Uh, you mean like the vaccine being actually one that worked? Yeah, like, could, do you think that he would have actually been able to make it? Do you think that, like... Or, I don't know, any thoughts you have on that? I have a couple of thoughts, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like he was pretty confident he could. But my question would be, how do you mass-produce a vaccine in that with the resources you had? I, I don't think that would be possible. Yeah, that, that that was kind of my thought, too, is that, like, I, I would trust that he could make one. Like, the, sh- the game tells us that, so... I think we need to choose to believe it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, could he mass produce it? How many could he make? But then also like, is it a good thing if the fireflies are the only people who have a vaccine? Like that seems like that could get sketchy. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Yep. You, you know, like, is that a truly, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that like the doctor, like I think Abby's dad would have done the right thing, but that doesn't mean that the fireflies at large would do the right thing. Yeah. We're like, Another group comes by and takes it, and then they have it, and they're like the sole. Like, it just seems like it could end up being, it could cause not more problems, but different problems. Right. Yeah, that that was something that, uh, yeah, I thought about a little while ago, but forgot to put in the notes. But, it. yeah, I don't know if it could work. And that doesn't justify what Joel did, but, like, uh, yeah, I kind of question if Ellie's life could have mattered the way she thinks it would have. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like this is random point too, but in the first game, they should have given Ellie a choice, like let her wake up and then talk with her about it and Joel. So it's not just a, we're doing this, sorry. Uh, Right. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. I think that like, yeah, in terms of like, if these were actual people doing something, that's how they could have solved all these problems. Because I think Joel would have accepted Ellie choosing it if Ellie did choose it then. Um. But instead, it's sort of shady that they just didn't involve Ellie. And then Joel is basically like the uh, guardian in some senses of how he feels about it. And it's like, I'm not going to let you like just do this. Um, Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it seems like they should have had a meeting and been like, hey, this is the deal. Here's what we should do. But this is what's going to happen. Like, that that seems like that's the conversation that uh, would have kept everyone alive in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Then there wouldn't be a second game. So, right. You know. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense. And even from the game, I can see why those characters didn't do that in the first game. It wasn't like 
they didn't do it so there was a game two they didn't do it because they're like fuck we gotta do this vaccine while we can um <laughs> yep um so i get it but um yeah but anyway that was the last thing i had i just thought of that last minute um but yeah that's that's the last of us too do you have anything else or no, I think that that's, definitely covers a lot of it. <laughs> yes. Well, that is The Last of Us 2. If you have more thoughts or thoughts on what we've said, totally send them in. We'd love to keep interacting on it. Um, a lot of fun talking about this game and playing it. So, um, mm. yeah, a couple ways to get in contact with us. You can uh, email us at thegreatestoryeverplayed at gmail. Our Twitter is at storyeverpod. We can keep interacting there. Our website is thegreateststoryeverplayed.com that has a backlog of our episodes, including the original Last of Us and a bunch of other story-heavy games. So check those out if you're interested. Um, if you'd like to financially support the podcast, you can do that on patreon.com slash thegreateststoryeverplayed, like we mentioned up top. Um, and if you'd like to rate and review us on iTunes or Podchaser or anything like that, that'd be really helpful in just getting the word out about the podcast to more people who like the same games that we all like together. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the episode and we'll see you next time. See ya.